0: Can you be quiet, please?
1: Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live.
0: It's a me, a man's
1: Garcia. <laughs> Clip, hey man, good to see you, brother.
2: Excitement time. Clam down, clam down, clam down, clam down. Clarem, pirates are going dancing, baby!
3: They picked us last, they picked us last. And now we're going dancing, we're going dancing. How about those friggin' pirates?
1: Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome
2: in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday, almost said Monday, it is Tuesday, welcome in to the show on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, pr927fm.com, and we'll be on Facebook Live and YouTube shortly. But we've got a huge show today and a huge series of shows this week to get you ready for the Charlottesville Regional, which begins coming up on Friday. East Carolina will play Friday night, 7 o'clock against the Sooners of Oklahoma. We'll be previewing that all week and talking to Pirates, past and present as Pirates get ready for some postseason baseball. We got Ellerby to my left. He'll join us to kick off today's show coming up in about 30 minutes. We'll talk to Darren Vault of the ACC Network. He'll give us a Virginia breakdown and we'll look at all the regionals going on and get his thoughts on east carolina heading to charlottesville mully will join us to talk some pirate baseball coming up at four o'clock we'll talk to mike mullis at 4 30 we'll talk to one of the heroes from the last time east carolina played a regional in charlottesville kirk morgan will join us on the pirate radio live line to talk about his memories he got the ninth inning rally started against the cavaliers that ended with the travis watkins walk-off we'll talk to travis watkins wednesday on the show but kirk morgan will join us to talk about his pirate memories from that charlottesville regional also coming up at five we've got a trio of east carolina pitchers carter spivey josh Gros, and garrett sailor going to join us in the delcor players lounge and bryce Williams will be alongside for the ride as well so we are locked and loaded today and all week long right here on pirate radio as we get you ready for the charlottesville regional we got shirley rhodes in the house chandler honeycutt the big dog glenn griffin and as i said a moment ago Ellerby is to my left hello jonathan
4: what's up clipper excited for regional week man talking about all the guests uh, coming on today and this week Get you excited about uh, reminiscing about the last time the Pirates were up in Charlottesville for that regional in 2016. Excited to uh, catch up with Kirk Morgan today, Travis
2: Watkins uh, tomorrow, and others as we go on through this week. And uh, was announced yesterday that east carolina would be heading to that charlottesville regional so elderby, uh what were your initial thoughts when you saw the pairing for the pirates
4: well i was hanging on the uh, edge of my seat waiting to see if it was going to be in a south carolina or virginia i think regionally uh we got in the best spot we could go other than i guess you know didn't really want to go to wake forest as the number one seed so uh, i think can pirate fans travel to this regional absolutely is it a place that uh, Cliff Godwin's been before? Obviously. So uh, certainly, uh, I'm excited. You know, some familiarity with Virginia, I guess, being in the regional last year. So, uh, right. I, I, I'm, I'm excited that the, the game is is close by. I mean, originally, a lot of projections were having, you know, Miami, which would have been a plane trip and uh, been tough. But uh, Clemson would have been an interesting storyline with, a close Coach Backage down there. But uh, I like it. You know, a lot of uh, Planet UVA. I mean, everybody's good at this point in the season so you just got got a battle and figure out a way to get out of there
2: all right chandler appreciate you getting us on video on facebook and youtube can you give us some audio we need some audio that would help the people hear what we are saying at the moment and uh i'm getting a thumbs up we got some audio there we go we got video we got audio we got a graphic up here well done chandler thank you and welcome to the show by the way Good to see you guys. Everything good by there?
5: Oh yeah, we had some uh, hiccups. Hey, look, Bo Jackson had <laughs> Bo <hiccups> Jackson for... <laughs> had it for a
3: hundred plus days,
5: <laughs> three hundred plus days, I should say. Yeah, and uh, we're just going to have it for about five ten minutes, so we're we're good.
2: Craig was asking, can I use sign language to interpret? Yeah, Craig, I got I know one Whoa. one th- no? no okay all right no no Craig sorry not I don't for the, know sign language for the now I
6: could do it I could go for it but i'm not gonna
2: by the way we need to do something as a trio real quick we got a package sent to us today yeah that we haven't opened yet what does it say on the package who is it clip shirley Honeycut. clip shirley Honeycut. let's open that up <laughs> shirley come in here chandler come in Hold here on. we all three have to open this up on the air sorry uh this is a troy d move
4: ellery you get nothing i guess i know i'm feeling extremely left out here <laughs> and you're telling everybody to come in here and chandler immediately sat down he, uh, I don't know what Chandler's brain's doing right now. What did he do Memorial Day weekend?
2: I well, mean, actually, I do know. He's got
4: some issues going on. on.
2: Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You've got some things in your. Uh, Y'all need to be over there together. We're, so we're all going to open this together. at the same
4: time. Uh, yeah, or maybe I should go produce the show. <laughs> all right. Yeah, give it. A, see what you can do, Ellery. Glenn's going. To you give might us be surprised why. with my skills. I would be. Well, what's
6: What's that uh, thing that? Uh... WITN used to do all the time what was it do your job for the day or something like that yeah you go
4: do Shirley's job mm. yeah you can go do
6: my
2: job and
4: you have to yell at us too <laughs> where, where is this do we see where this package is from um, uh, uh, Athens. Athens Georgia yeah. Athens Georgia
5: I was just there
4: um, let's
2: see alright but it says
5: clip Shirley comma Honeycut."
2: So clip Shirley Honeycut. Alright, grab a grab something, Shirley. Oh, okay. Alright, here we go. Are you related to comma honeycut? No. <laughs> comma 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 comma. Oh Lord, what is this? <laughs> we have sh- <laughs> we have shirts. Mine says positive Shirt? clip. Oh. Uh oh. Let's see what these shirts like are. Is there a note in
6: there or anything? Like to who it's from?
2: No, it's, just it's anthrax. I believe anthrax is in here.
4: What's on the back? <laughs> Can we show this on the radio?
6: <laughs> oh, wait. First of all, Shirls. this is Shirls.
4: Oh, the that is so
2: word. cool. Look at the back. Two little butt cheeks. Hey. Uh, Chan, Chan man. man.
3: Forward logs, now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and mine just says clipper. Man. Like, how about that? Is that is
3: awesome. That's really Those cool. Those are
5: great. That is great.
2: Thank you. My size and everything. What a great unboxing here. Uh, We are going to sue you for using the Pirate Radio logo, so whoever sent these, (laughs) let us know. You are in trouble. And our lawyers are going to contact yours, and we're going to sue you for everything you got.
6: Okay, so I have a a minor confession here. Uh, I know who these are from because I had to give them the proper T-shirt size.
2: Oh, who's so, it from?
6: Chris Floyd.
2: Chris! Chris Floyd.
6: <laughs> so,
4: Luda Chris Floyd.
6: Yeah, so uh, thank you, Chris. Appreciate that very, very much. Wow. Right.
4: When is school picture day with the new shirts? When are y'all going to wear them? <laughs> I don't know. Y'all going to go Friday or hey, we maybe could watch Thursday? These.
6: Yeah, we can the, we wear these Friday for the watch-along. We yeah. could.
4: We surely could. All right. Let, let everybody know when you get a group decision so we can... Uh... <laughs> Chris, thank you, man.
6: Yeah, I that's awesome. Thank you so I
5: much. I love it unbagging or unboxing.
2: That is so, so cool.
6: Uh, there's the there's the order sheet. Let me see if there's a message on here. Uh, nope, just uh, but I do have his address. So. There we go.
4: Send him a thank you note. <laughs> All right,
2: yeah, we'll send you some back. Note. Yes. All right, so uh, that is really cool. Thank you. We got matching shirts.
4: Team uh, shirts.
2: Yep. Good to go. All right, Pirates, yeah. Oklahoma, the opponent, Ellerby. Now I. I am not a sports guy because I did not know that Oklahoma was the runner-up last year. What do you mean? You didn't know that?
4: I did not know that. It just didn't roll off the top of your tongue? It did not. I was unaware of that. I was unaware of it, too, until I started reading into Oklahoma. And uh, I, I guess they've had a... A good season by RPI rankings, but not a good record. I mean, they're 31-26, and 26, is that right? Apparently, but, uh, they snuck in, perhaps, one got, of the last teams in. Got swept by Houston this year, I think. Uh, lost to Wichita a couple times. Yeah, beat them once, lost to them twice. Uh, and then, of course, you know, the Big 12 has had a good year baseball-wise. You know, West Randy Macy's done good stuff at West Virginia, trying to kind of turning that program around. Um, Texas is back in, in the tournament, so... Uh, We'll see. Oklahoma, you know, it's it's going to be one of those uh, matchups on uh, Friday night. You know, on paper, what, what you know, I mean, who do you throw Friday night? What's that the, is a great question. That That is that is the question of the day of uh, what's your strategy of who you throw? Can you, th- is there somebody out there that can do? Well, you, you throw your
2: best pitcher. Who's your best pitcher
4: right now? Yeah, who can throw seven, eight innings like Saylor did? Garrett Saylor? Yes.
2: <laughs> uh, Trey Savage? I would start Trey Savage. That's who you would go with Friday. I would start Trey Savage. That is my first instinct. That is my answer. How about you folks on YouTube, uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, or you can give us a call, 317-1250. Who would you start uh, Friday night on the mound?
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think you have a good choice either way. I think the, the one thing you got to hope for is that, I mean, obviously I'm dealing with an ideal situation, being very positive here that that person can go. Six or seven innings, and uh, that the Pirate offense can give that pitcher a little bit of cushion, too. So if they get to the fourth inning and they get into a little bit of adversity with runners on first and second or first and third or something, that the Cliff does not have to go out there and pull them and they can work their way through it. So uh, excited for some baseball coming up this weekend, though.
2: I was looking for actual game lines. I know we've put out some. some college world series prices for east carolina correct but i've not seen the line for ecu oklahoma yet so i will continue to check on that today and throughout the week until we have one but interested to see what uh, Vegas has to say about East Carolina and Oklahoma.
4: What was your thoughts on uh, East Carolina landing in the regional at Virginia, this number 7 overall seed?
2: It was a lot of fun, and we had a lot of folks uh, checking us out yesterday as Molly Chandler and I watched the selection show, and we were live on YouTube and Facebook. And we were going through it, and... <laughs> I felt like every time they brought up a new bracket, uh, a new regional it was going to be us. Starting with Winston Salem, I thought there was a chance that we get sent to uh, Winston Salem to play Wake Forest. That was not the case, and then we went to. I'm trying to knock. Uh, let's see who I, I know. Think it was
5: Columbia, maybe.
2: So Columbia thought that might be an option. Potentially Miami. It really? Did you, did, you, did you have any thought when
4: Auburn and Alabama came up?
2: Not really Alabama, and Auburn not, not really Auburn either. I mean, but we were all circling Conway at one point, and then when that one went out, it we was like, almost like left a then- guarantee of Charlottesville. But I was banking on Conway, and I think a lot of the people tuning in were as well. Once the the names started trickling
4: down, the uh, the the regional started trickling down. Would not have wanted to go there, but y'all's reaction to East Carolina popping up in the Stanford regional. Would have been classic. Yeah, the meltdown, which would have, been, of course, I think pretty much all those teams are West Coast teams. Uh, former, East Carolina pitching coach, uh, Cal State Fullerton. He's uh, Jason, I mean, Jason he's in, Dietrich. Yeah, he's in that uh, in that regional out there at Stanford. But uh, it's kind of weird if you look at the map where there's a lot of a uh, lot of dots in the southeast. There, that one way out there in California, one in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and so. Uh, but uh, we'll see. What's gonna, how it's going to all play out. Craig says, anyone from Pirate Radio going to Charlottesville?
2: I'm yes. glad you asked, Craig. We'll, uh, we'll tell you our plan, our,
4: our tactics that we're going to run this weekend. So LRBU will be in Charlottesville. Yes, I will be on location in Charlottesville, uh, boots on the ground. We'll also have uh, Jenny with us, a part of the uh, Pirate Radio team. Uh, Clip, Chandler, and Shirley and the Big Dog will be boots on the ground here in Greenville, North Carolina. Because you guys have something special planned thanks to our friends at Tiebreakers.
2: Yeah, so coming up on Friday at 6 o'clock, we will have our very scaled down version of a pregame show like we do in football season we'll have a one hour pregame from six to seven on pirate radio on youtube on facebook and then following that at seven o'clock we will have a watch along thanks to tiebreakers and we will uh, be watching the game with you on uh, friday night but really looking forward to uh, that six o'clock show where we will go out live to charlottesville we'll have uh, interviews from Uh, current players, former players, uh, everybody in the media. And that is going to be a very fast paced hour where we get you ready for East Carolina and, and, uh, Oklahoma. We'll already know what happened earlier that day between army and Virginia. We'll have live baseball on to talk about. We'll have results from earlier in the day. So that's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be here at the headquarters coming up on Friday at six o'clock.
5: Yeah. I can't wait. Everybody loves a good watch along and, uh, it won't just be a watch along. We'll get you ready for it. We'll get you ready for the watch-along and ECU Oklahoma. So tune in at 6 o'clock for, I guess this is like a preseason, Bud Light pregame tailgate show. Um, So we're we're getting warmed up because before you know it, we'll be having a pregame show for ECU Michigan. So tune in Friday at 6 o'clock.
2: Our tiebreakers pregame tailgate coming up Friday, 6 o'clock. And that will be, uh, on, once again, on radio, on all platforms, radio and your YouTube, Facebook, all that good stuff. And then the watch-along, we'll, uh, we'll just head over to
4: YouTube and Facebook for that. Yeah, and watch the uh, watch-along. We'll have some uh, giveaways throughout uh, that. Uh, you, you guys do a great job when we've done the the watch-alongs, extremely popular where people guess certain Things that are coming up in the game, or, uh, and you can uh, be a winner right here on the Stations for Winners. So uh, thanks to uh, Bram and Tiebreaker's uh, two locations, Greenville, Winterville, where you can get out and uh, make them a part of your watch party weekend, whether you dine in or take out. Go to uh, one of the Tiebreaker's locations and uh, have fun and uh, cheer on the Pirates. So that's coming up this Friday. A lot of shows to go between now and then. A lot of great
2: guests to get to, including Travis Watkins, coming up on Wednesday. Ellerby, looking forward to talking to him. Marcus Crandall's got some great guests lined up for uh, Thursday as we'll talk a little hoops, a little football, and some baseball. Aliko Dunk, uh, will join us along with Jason Nichols. We'll have former Pirate Brandon Manning coming up on Thursday as well. A little football talk mixed in on Wednesday with Ryan McManus, Director of Football Operations at ECU, to talk about the offseason, talk about camps coming up, looking ahead to the football season. So the main focus is Pirate Baseball this week, and a lot of our shows will be dedicated to that, but we'll mix in some, uh, some other topics as well.
4: Yeah, I've uh, been in contact with uh, a lot of the folks over at ECU, and I know Ken McNeil's been on the program. Uh, As we turn the calendar to June, school's about to end officially for Pitt County students. So uh, some of the private schools are already out, but uh, a lot of great camps over at uh, ECU Athletics. Cliff Godwin's got his camp. East Carolina football's got a ton of camps. they got a ladies' camp. Great respect to Mike Schwartz's camp. Yeah, Coach Schwartz is uh, doing a camp. So uh, lots of uh, of good uh, people still looking for some uh, activities to get their kids involved. Uh, definitely uh, reach out to the folks over at uh, your favorite sport over at ECU athletics, and they'll get you connected with uh, one of their camps. Uh, Shirley,
2: can we hear some cliff Godwin from yesterday, his reaction to the selection show? And by the way, coming up later on this show, we'll have our Delcor players lounge, talk to Carter Spivey, Garrett Saylor, and Josh gross. And I'm not going to, you know, hijack the entire segment gross is on, but we are going to get to the bottom of the sandwich. And and Bryce Williams will be here. He, will, he has a lot of questions about that. Sandwich Gate
0: 2023.
2: We'll talk about that. We have to talk about Garrett Saylor's masterful performance, which reminded me of Jake Agnos in 2019 against NC State. Uh, but can't wait to talk to Garrett about that and uh, Carter Spivey along as well. And uh, you know Carter will play a key role in what happens with the Pirates this weekend and coming out of the bullpen. All right, let's hear from Cliff Godwin uh, right after it was announced that East Carolina would be heading to Charlottesville.
7: All right, Coach, your reaction heading to Charlottesville? Just glad we're still playing. I think a lot of people take it for granted when you make it to the postseason uh, you know, I was thinking about Mississippi State. They won a national championship three years ago. They hadn't been in the postseason in two years. So um, what we've done here at East Carolina is awesome, and we're just glad to still be playing.
5: You have a unique relationship with Virginia. You guys play in the fall, and you guys yeah. know Coach Mack and that kind
7: of thing. Yeah, you know, you've been in college baseball long enough uh, that you have a lot of friends, you know. I. Really, you know, personally didn't want to go to UVA or Clemson because of my ties to Clemson with Eric and Nick and then UVA, Coach Max, one of my mentors, we've done this before, you know, several times. That seems like the committee likes for us to get paired up. But, you know, at the end of the day, we've got to go out there and compete, and that's what we look forward to doing.
2: Coming off that week, you guys played a ton of baseball, You know, six games, six days. I mean, do you feel like that part you can take a breath a little bit, just having, not having to do that again, I guess.
7: Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, today and tomorrow, we're not doing any baseball stuff. We're lifting weights, we're getting treatments, we're getting our bodies ready. We'll practice here Wednesday morning, and then we'll get on a bus and, and go to Charlottesville and then have our hour and 15 minute practice, which the NCAA allows, uh, you know, that Thursday. So we'll do that and then we'll get ready to play
3: to go up against Oklahoma in the first game the team that you don't generally get to play how exciting is that going up against a big 12 team that isn't
7: you know UCF Houston big 12. Uh, well uh, I don't know much about Oklahoma um, I know their coach uh, Skip does a really good job uh, they were obviously in the national championship game last year um, but and this is no disrespect to them but it doesn't matter this time of the year everybody's good uh, I told our players before they came over here uh, your job the media is to talk about which regionals the toughest and which one's the easiest and um, look man it's the top 64 teams in the country so you got to go out there and play good baseball
2: going off that do you like try to crunch as much as you can about this team going forward or do you just kind of really work on yourself moving in?
7: Um, yeah we'll look at them yeah. but uh, look man you know if you've been here for what, two years now this is yeah. your second year um, you know me good enough we're gonna worry about ourselves more than anybody else because if we do what we need to do then everything else will take care of itself
2: All right, there is Cliff Godwin. And uh, interesting talking about the schedule, LRB, because what do you do when you play uh, all those games, all those innings in Clearwater? What is the practice schedule like? Sounds like a lighter Tuesday, uh, Monday, and Tuesday, and then practice coming up on Wednesday for the guys.
4: Yeah, and then they mentioned they get their official, what, hour and 15 minutes on Thursday in Charlottesville where they can, uh, I guess, just work out on the field and then, hey, look, sit around and be ready to play on Friday. And, uh, don't know much about Oklahoma because East Carolina, Oklahoma have never played each other before in baseball. First time so ever. I'm trying to think. I wonder if it's the first time in any sport that East Carolina and Oklahoma oh, have tangled. LRB, LRB.
2: That that made my skin crawl because Chandler and I were in here. We're sitting right here at this table. Oh boy, watching East Carolina play Oklahoma in basketball a couple seasons ago, in a really good game, a game that went down to the wire, a game East Carolina had a chance to win. And a game East Carolina did not win. Okay. Uh, so, but So at least 0-1-1 against Oklahoma all the yeah, time. Um, at ECU Athletics. I'm going to assume if we played them in softball, we
4: lost. I know they're really good at softball. <laughs> yeah, they, I think they're uh, playing for a national championship in softball right now. So uh, what a, I'm pretty sure there was that rumor that one time that we were going to do a game out in Norman, Oklahoma, and go out there. Oh, that's right. You remember that? Never came to uh, to fruition I think Skip Holtz was the coach at the time, and he kind of said, I think he kind of shied away from from doing that deal. But uh, so anyway, baseball, Pirates and Oklahoma coming up on Friday. All right.
2: uh, Just added another guest. uh, Eric Ward, Director of Marketing at Virginia, will join us, formerly of East Carolina. Uh, We will talk to Eric coming up on Wednesday's edition of Pirate Radio Live as well. That is awesome. Uh, Eric M. on YouTube says, Coach Godwin is a brave man responding to a Patrick Mason question like that. He said, tread lightly. And uh, no one on YouTube said, Patrick just coming for blood, blood soup. Patrick Mason, the stone-cold assassin of the Greenville media.
3: <laughs>
4: is, that, is that what his nickname, nickname is now?
2: That is, uh, that is something that we and the listeners have kind of given Patrick. People... People- who are just now tuning in for the first time
5: probably think patrick mason is literally like the devil like he is a mean disgusting man blood and he is the complete absolute opposite yeah just a gentle giant we're trying to
2: turn him into a heel and uh he's starting to show signs of it last week he cut off a bit we were doing uh, he, yeah, he did. So he's starting to come out of his shell a little bit. Right. Uh, we'll talk to P-Mace coming up on Wednesday
4: along with our other great guests. So a lot going on. What's your gut feeling telling you about this uh, regional clip, Brock? Reach down there, touch that suit. <sighs>
2: um, you know what's funny? I When I hear Virginia, I think back to the Charlottesville Regional. I, I forget that they were here last year. They're looking for revenge. Josh Moylan cranked one on the Cavs to get the scoring going on that Saturday. And uh, I do have flashbacks to that. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm feeling pretty good. So I'm not going to pretend I follow every team across the country, but I have seen a lot of folks say this is a good draw for the Pirates. What does that mean? Not a lot. It just means it's not a tough draw, not a vicious draw. Uh, But people seem to like the draw. If we can uh, take care of Oklahoma, I like us in that Saturday matchup with Virginia for the third time in seven years. That'll be a lot of fun.
4: Yeah, I think the just I, you can't lose on Friday, but uh, I, I kind of feel I like the vibe. When I saw the whole bracket shape out the way it was, I'm like, man, this pirate baseball team, I mean, they just got to put it all together and have, have a great weekend like they've done before in Charlottesville. Go 3-0. and Get out of there. Maybe and maybe... Host the Super Regional.
2: Josh Thomas, who went Saturday night, said, you know what? I'm going to go watch the Pirates play a championship game. Mm -hmm. Drove all the way to Clearwater. Drove all the way back. Uh, He says on Facebook, they've got 75% of the left field megaphone crew heading up Friday morning to uh, Charlottesville. So East Carolina
4: and Pirate fans will be well represented in Charlottesville. I think think that's another thing I feel good about it, too. I I think there's going to be plentiful of... uh, purple and gold in the stands and I think that'll help I I just don't I don't believe I've never been up there for the baseball series I've been to one Virginia basketball game when East Carolina played up there but I have a feeling that Virginia doesn't have this like raucous home field environment for, for baseball so I think that that could play to ECU's advantage as well
2: It was dead silent uh, when Travis Watkins hit that home run outside of the Pirate fans
4: cheering, of course. Which I think will be even bigger for Friday's game versus Oklahoma because I don't know how many. Obviously, Virginia is going to be either very light or very neutral if they are there. So if 75% of the uh, jungle crew is going to be there and then there's a whole other percentage of people that are going up there, I I feel like hopefully they can help uh, add to the – to the momentum and uh give give the pirates some uh, extra push
2: all right uh trivia question for y'all tuned in on facebook and youtube don't look it up see how good your pirate baseball knowledge is who did the pirates beat in game one of the charlottesville regional in 2016 name that team ellery if you know it don't say it um and we'll end the segment on a craig dad joke of the day you ready charlie yeah all right Uh, He said, I want to tell you all about the benefits of eating dried grapes. It's all about raising awareness.
4: (laughs) Thank you, Craig. Man. (laughs) Yuck, 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 yuck. Ellerby, thanks for hanging out. All right. We'll uh, check in with you Friday. Thanks to Tiebreakers for sponsoring our uh, pregame coverage on Friday. Remember, 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock. Get you ready for that uh, Charlottesville Regional and then the watch-along with Clip and the crew here at the Pirate Radio Studio. Follow us on social media for the uh, best coverage all week long, and uh, listen to us. We'll we'll keep you covered. All
2: right, we'll take a timeout. Come back when we return. Darren Vault, ACC Network will join us. William & Mary is incorrect. East Carolina beat them to win the Charlottesville Regional, but what team did they beat that Friday to start the Charlottesville Regional in 2016? We'll have that answer And more when we return after this.
1: listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, Pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Wood Ducks Baseball is back and single game tickets are now on sale. You can get yours today by calling the front office at 252-643-5305. Or you can visit them online at WoodDucksBaseball.com and check out schedules for games. Uh, You can also check out their giveaways, theme nights, and post-game fireworks. The Wood Ducks hope to see you at a historic Granger Stadium all season long. Go Woodies! Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brock.
2: All right, well done, Josh Thomas via Facebook, Eric via YouTube, and Steve via text. The answer to the question... Who did ECU beat to begin the 2016 Charlottesville Regional was Bryant. They knocked off Bryant to get to Virginia and ended up walking off the Cavs that Saturday. We'll talk to... The guy who started that ninth inning rally, Kirk Morgan, later on today on the show. We'll talk to the guy that finished off the Cavs with a walk-off homer, Travis Watkins, coming up Wednesday right here on Pirate Radio Live. Right now, we'll take a closer look at the uh, Wahoos, the other teams in the ACC, and more with Darren Vault from ACC Network, Durham Bulls. Uh, As we said last time, uh, he was on the show, wears a whole lot of hats, and he joins us to talk some postseason baseball now. Darren, how you doing, man?
0: I am great, man. This is, uh, as you might imagine, one of my favorite weeks of the year. So I'm ready. Let's do
2: it. A lot of ACC teams for you to follow as well, Darren, including right there in Charlottesville, Virginia. The seven overall seed will welcome in Army, Oklahoma, and East Carolina into town. And we saw these Cavaliers just last year, Darren, here in Greenville for the regional, and East Carolina was able uh, to knock them off. And Darren, uh, how about this 2023 Cavs team? What What are the headlines? What stands
0: out about these guys to you? Yeah, it it is a similar version to the Virginia team you guys would have seen a a season ago, but a little bit more experienced, and the pitching is a little bit more of a question mark. So I I think this is, assuming East Carolina gets by Oklahoma to to get to Virginia and it is, in fact, between the one and two in this region to come out of it, I, I think it's a great strength versus strength matchup. And ECU's pitching against a a very experienced, very savvy Virginia lineup um, with a lot of good bats, including the ACC Player of the Year, their catcher Kyle Teal, um, who feels like he's been around forever now, and you guys just can't escape him. Uh, some of the draws the Pirates have gotten the past couple of years, man, it it's uh, it's it's tough, and you incorporate a couple of years ago going to Nashville, but. You know, Cliff Godwin obviously gets his teams ready for these moments, and um, I, I'm excited to see what uh, Trey Savage is going to do in that, that first game to get them off on the right foot and the pitching staff that's delivered all all year long. Um, see how they handle this this Cavaliers lineup, but it's a it's a tough team. It, people who have watched Virginia baseball teams in the past know they're not going to give you anything. You, you got to beat them. There, there are very few slip-ups with a Virginia team that includes defense and base running, and they just do a lot of the things that that you like to see throughout the span of a baseball game. They they play very cleanly, and uh, ECU is going to have to beat them rather than Virginia slipping up and and offering an opportunity.
2: Darren Vol joining us, Darren. East Carolina just played a lot of baseball in Clearwater, and that was uh, kind of their own faults for blowing a lead the first day of that tournament and having to fight their way out of the loser's bracket and just played a ton of games, a ton of innings, and it ended, unfortunately, with a loss in the championship to Tulane, who gets in with 40 losses and is a big story going on right now. But how about Virginia? Uh, what have you done for me lately, Darren? How did they play in the ACC tournament? Yeah, I mean, look... It, it,
0: The ACC tournament was sort of a quick out for Virginia. It was not their main concern. Um, Not getting to the semis was a little bit of a disappointment, but honestly, with the pitching being the way that it is, probably not a bad thing for Virginia to have some rest and and get right and have a little bit of time to prepare for hosting a regional. They were locked into a, a likely top eight seed. It did get a little bit hairy because Miami made it to the final in the ACC championship um, really was the the next candidate to bump up into that top eight national seed and potentially just swap places with Virginia. But um, no, they're playing well. They, they, you know, if you subscribe to the hot, cold, hot theory, Virginia started the season on an absolute tear. I think they were 21 and two to begin the year. And then they, found themselves in a little bit of a lull and have righted the ship as of the last month or so. So again, that hot, cold, hot, it sort of plays to, you know, if that's what what you believe the pattern looks like for a team to, to make a deep run and potentially get to Omaha, they're sort of following that pattern. It'll be a tough out.
2: All right. Speaking of hot, uh, I don't know. I, I don't remember what I was doing on Friday, April twenty eighth. I don't know if many people do. That was a long time ago. That's the last time Clemson lost a baseball game, Darren. And uh, we follow kind of what they're doing just because of the Pirates on the staff with Eric Package and Nick Schnabel. And and how about them? And and are they too hot? Uh, I mean, good grief! That is a ton of wins in a row as they head into their uh, Clemson Regional with Limskum, Charlotte, and Tennessee. Interested see the Vols there after the year they had last year and if you want to say a down year for them with expectations but how about uh what the Clemson Tigers will be facing down there
0: yeah man it it is a remarkable story in, in year number one Eric Backage I know somebody your your listeners are very familiar with part of the Keith LeClaire coaching tree um he has instilled this just sort of It's confidence, it's positivity more than that. Um, The the mentality and just overall vibe of that team amazes me. I did a series at Clemson in March, and Duke was the opponent. Duke was upset that they didn't sweep. The Blue Devils got two out of three. They were upset that they didn't sweep. That was at the start of Clemson's ACC season. They were 2-8 and in conference at the time. Wow. They've lost two conference games since then, and I think that was March 7th, 8th and 9th or something like that. Um, the turnaround is is remarkable, and part of it is injuries. They had a couple of guys on the pitching staff who were hurt, but Austin Gordon, who is electric as a starting pitcher for them now, was sort of just coming into his own. He had a big bullpen role for them last year and, and sort of had to grow into this this starter's role for them, he is the real deal. He's got a good five pitch mix, um, and is as good as any front end starter that you'll see in the ACC, except for you know maybe the three guys at Wake Forest. Um, it, it's an incredible run. I have thought for two weeks that they were getting hot at the wrong time, and they continue to prove me wrong, and they just keep on winning, man. So uh, it'll be interesting. We'll see.
2: Darren Vault joining us. Darren, good news for Wake Forest, number one overall seed. Bad news, and we talked to Aaron Fit about this quite a bit when he comes on. What's the number, Darren? Is it 1998, 99? The last time the number one overall seed won the College World Series, something like that. So that has nothing to do with this current Wake team. But you start to look back at numbers, trends, things like that. It goes against uh, the Demon Deacons.
0: It, it sure does. And you think about the the past couple of years, the dominant number one. That were, that were leaps and bounds better than the rest of the country by the end of, of the regular season. Now, both of those were SEC teams that got bounced for the record by ACC teams in Tennessee last year and Arkansas the year before. Um, but but it's, it just goes to show you how tough this tournament layout is. The one thing about Wake Forest that is encouraging, they haven't slipped up. Like, what makes them the number one team in the country? Clip is that they they just haven't slipped all year. Even they they had a game one where Pittsburgh on Friday shut them out three to nothing, which is a, an oddity that Wake Forest would score zero runs in a game. Well, they combined to score over forty in the next two games and cleaned it up, dominating the series. They get two out of three from Pit. Um, they, they just they, they, their bullpen has had m- maybe two bad innings all year. Maybe, and that's I think that's arguable. They gave up nine runs out of the pen in in one game a month or so ago, and since then it's just been clean as a whistle. They've got, according to D1 Baseball, three of the top five starting pitchers in the entire country. I think we all know about Brock Wilkin, Nick Kurtz. Either of those guys could have won ACC Player of the Year. They're going to be pros. They're going to be first-rounders. Kurtz might even be pick number one next year. Um, they're loaded, and it's it's an embarrassment of riches. It is a, an incredibly deep team. You just the only the only concern at this point is you haven't seen number one win since the late '90s. And but other than that, it just looks like maybe they're just gonna gonna ride to, gonna be able to ride this thing out. And um, who, who knows? It's uh it's what makes this tournament great. We'll see. I, I certainly am excited about Wake Forest potential, but I was heading into the week in Durham for the ACC championship, and we saw that they got bounced from the semis there.
2: Darren Vault joining us. You got Wake, uh, Miami, Clemson, Virginia uh, all hosting, and uh, how about these three schools? How about the Triangle schools, Darren? Which one, in your opinion, has the best chance to advance out of their regional? Uh, You've got Duke in Conway. Uh, For Coastal Carolina, you've got NC State in Columbia, South Carolina, hosting that regional. And then UNC uh, gets shipped out to Indiana State, uh, Terre Haute Regional. So how about the Triangle Schools? Which one matches up maybe the best to, to get out of their regional, in your opinion?
0: Yeah, I think they're all three winnable. It concerns me that UNC has already announced that their star center fielder, Vance Honeycutt, will not play in the regionals. He's still dealing with a lower back injury. Um, They're certainly good enough to win that without him. We've seen them put on um, a display, obviously getting to the ACC semifinal game without him in Durham. Um, I, I haven't been much of a believer in Coastal Carolina this year um pitching is a concern for them they can score a lot of runs duke is an interesting team when it comes to regional and super regional play because they have done this Tampa Bay Rays like you know beginning games with an opener on the mound maybe you get 3 innings out of a guy to to begin the game and then you hand it over to to a bullpen that is among the best in the country um, and they've got some they've got some solid bats in their lineup to go with that. Um, I, I'm really interested to see how the format favors or hinders this Duke team. But I tell you what man i I thought Columbia was an interesting regional announcement because the Gamecocks to me had played their way out of hosting privileges. Mm-hmm. NC State or Campbell could come away with that region. Um, and if I had to pick one, I think that's how you you offered up this question. Yeah. If I had to pick one, look, get I would pick the the combo possibility of Campbell or NC State over South Carolina coming out of Columbia. So All right. One of those two, and I think I think South Carolina will not come out of that region.
2: All right, keep an eye on N C State Campbell Friday and the winner of that becomes the front runner, uh, in, in Darren's eyes. Is that is that fair? Yeah fair to say that's it man darren uh, looking at your laundry list uh resume uh, we mentioned espn plus and acc network uh durham bulls uh but i see usa baseball up there as well and that reminds me i have not mentioned in the first 45 minutes of this show congratulations to trey savage pirate pitcher being invited to the usa uh, baseball national team training camp and that is uh, another pirate on that list, and uh, Cliff Godwin tweeted out, five years in a row, an ECU baseball player gets to wear USA across the chest. So Darren what do you do with uh, with USA baseball?
0: Yeah, so I mean some refer to me as the voice of USA baseball. So I will call all of those collegiate national team games. Um, should Trey make the squad pumped to see him in that in that spot and uh, to to coach Godwin's point, man, it, it's just a testament to the job he's done a testament to what the program has become there in greenville that uh it, the pirates are regularly putting guys in the the stars and stripes it's uh it's awesome to see and i think you savage has got a really good chance to, to make some headway with team usa
2: man that's one of the most modest sentences i've ever heard some would call me the voice of usa baseball i mean you're captain america darren go ahead and say it <laughs> <laughs> you're mr america <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Captain America, it was first David Wright in the world baseball class. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, who did, it was passed off to uh, people call Trey Turner that yeah, yeah. in the world baseball class. So, you know, we'll leave that for the players. <laughs> America, sure, that's fine.
2: <laughs> Darren, good stuff. Uh, what are you up to now uh, this week, the rest of the summer? Where can we find you uh, and hear you talking and, and watch you talking?
0: Yeah, well, uh, Danny Graves of ACC Network and I are still doing the ACC Baseball Etc. podcast all throughout the postseason. Um, I think we're going to keep it up in the off season. The Etc. in the title of that show is going to do some <laughs> heavy lifting with no ACC games going on. Um, so I'll be doing that for, for the summer and um, actually this coming weekend. I've got State of North Carolina High School um, State Championship Games in Burlington. I'll, I'll be doing those games there for... Uh, for the nfhs network so looking forward to to seeing some some baseball for the first time this season at that level
2: awesome stuff darren thank you so much uh, for giving us a few minutes of your time enjoyed breaking down some of these regionals and as you said right off the top it is a really really fun week going to be a lot of fun and the action gets underway on friday and darren we'll keep you uh keep in touch with you maybe uh maybe get you on to talk a little football here later this
0: calendar year Yeah, man, I'd be up to it, but for now, I'll leave you guys with this. Eight teams in the state of North Carolina in NCAA regionals. It's the most ever for our state. I mean, we are a big planet in the college baseball universe, so uh, I encourage your listeners to enjoy it.
2: No doubt. Darren, thanks so much. We'll talk to you again down the road. You got it. Thanks, Cliff. All right, there is Darren Vault going over uh, some of these regionals involving ACC teams. Uh, If it does end up being Virginia and ECU, he likes that to be a heavyweight fight in Charlottesville. says, forget about what the trends and the records and the voodoo and all that says. Wake is legit and going a long, long way. And uh, out of the three, North Carolina in Indiana State, Duke uh, in Columbia – Or excuse me, Duke in Conway. He likes NC State. Uh, in Columbia as those three one of those three to make it out although it almost sounded like he liked Campbell just as much if not more than the Wolfpack Uh, but it is going to be a lot of fun to follow we'll be watching it Friday and then you can join us on our tiebreakers pregame show coming up 6 o'clock that show is going to be a lot of fun we'll have some live baseball going on we'll have games to recap and of course an awesome preview for ECU and Oklahoma All right, let's take a break we will catch our breath wrap up hour one coming up hour two we'll talk to the mully man further thoughts uh he's had a data digest what happened yesterday with the selection show so we'll talk about that and also kirk morgan former pirate had a hand in beating virginia and winning the charlottesville regional years ago we'll catch up with the former pirate we got current pirates joining us in hour three garrett sailor carter spivey josh grows and former pirate tight end bryce williams We're locked and loaded. This is going to be a fun week, folks, and I'm glad you are joining us here on Pirate Radio. More to go after this.
6: Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home. Or you can save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock.
2: Too soon, Shirley. Sorry. Too soon. Sorry. According to... uh, I was going to I like this. Shirley just cut Chandler off mid-sentence. <laughs> we should have saved that live ad for when Josh
5: Gross was on and have him read it as we come back from the break.
2: Sources close to Clearwater tell me that it was a Jersey Mike's number eight that he fed uh, Jacob Starling and got ejected. But we will get to the bottom of that coming up in hour three of today's show. Can't wait. Was it a hot dog? Can't wait. Was it a PB&J? Was it a sandwich? Was it a... Lobster roll Was it a sushi roll
6: Was it a toast cheese
2: Was
5: it a tootsie
2: roll Was it a hot pocket A ho A bagel hot bite
6: Hot pocket
2: Mini corn dog mm. Pigs in a blanket A chicken wing Could have been a number of those things We'll find out when Josh Gross joins us later on Along with Garrett Saylor I was just Saylor OG And Saylor. Carter Spivey all coming up in hour number three all right i'm just glad I, i'm gonna take a break y'all can y'all handle this next two minutes sure it's been a long day one. man it has I'll been a long what, day you've been busy today. troy and mark uh troy and ellerby two uh great bosses to have two at times demanding but not really but just for the sake of this argument um i've never been worked harder here at pirate radio that I'm working right now with Marcus Crandall, <laughs> this dude, he, I mean, I might as well be on a 24 hour sports network. I'm knocking out interviews at all times of days, and you know what? They're awesome freaking interviews. They How's have been. They it's, he's batting a thousand. For folks that don't know, what we're talking about we went earlier uh, live earlier today on YouTube and Facebook with a guy I really like. It's really cool also to talk to these guys that I was huge fans of in the 90s. But Purnell Griffin joined us. And we're going to air... Marcus is going out of town for a couple weeks, uh, in a couple weeks. So he's not going to be here on Thursday. So we're banking some awesome interviews for you. And if Chandler's around, we're throwing those up live on YouTube and Facebook, like we did today, uh, with Purnell Griffin earlier and with Coach Doug Martin earlier as well. So we knocked out those two interviews. The one with uh, Purnell went almost an hour. So... You know, I've, uh, I feel like I've done, like, three shows already today, and I'm not even halfway through this one. What would you... Did you do something nice. Yeah, I was trying to adjust... the camera.
6: Yeah, because the, the arm of my microphone is, like, cutting through Chandler's face, so you can't really see him on camera. So, I was trying to adjust the camera so you can actually see Chandler instead of just hear him, and I accidentally knocked the camera over, so... I had to readjust.
2: All right. We are adjusted. Uh, Steve Hill says, congrats to the former long snapper on 500 views on YouTube. We yes, made sir. it happen. Right. He said, watch out, Jimmy Donaldson. <laughs> also known as Mr. Beast. That is correct. Chandler.
6: Yeah, I just did a new video not too long ago, actually.
2: What's up, Chandler? What's up? You all right in there? Take over. No. I...
6: So what would you do over the... Uh,
2: Memorial really Day high, we
6: high, uh weekend there.
2: Uh let's see. When Let me uh, answer that for you. We worked. I was here Friday and here Monday. <laughs> That's another reason I'm tired. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. You hey. Know, get, hey uh, take okay, you know, okay, take you a little okay, nap. Okay, okay. nap. I need okay. a nap. But okay. on Friday
5: <laughs> wasn't supposed to work, but we I had to meet a client in the morning. Had a watch along, had an awesome watch along going on with Clip Brock and our good buddy, our best friend, our best pal, Dave Kasaganai.
2: By the way, if you missed it uh, on Friday, he dropped some big news. He is joining the Tennessee basketball staff as a grad assistant coach. A, oh, how about that? He's going to be a okay. GA. So that's cool. Hopefully, yeah. uh, I actually looked up the coaching tree for Rick Barnes.
5: It's yeah. got a lot of noticeable names on there, and maybe one day Dave Kasaganai. Will be a part of that, but yeah, he uh, broke some awesome news that he will be a GA at Tennessee. But we did that. Uh, was having a good time with that. Uh, in fact, Lane Hoover had the go-ahead double for the Pirates in the bottom of the seventh or eighth. Is uh, that I when believe. y'all
6: hit the rain delay? As
5: the, that's exactly yeah. as soon as he hit that had that base hit, that is when they called the game. So you want we, me to pull that up on my private soundboard? Sure. Go I gotta ahead.
2: find it. I gotta go through.
5: But then I went home, enjoyed the weekend at home with some uh, friends and family, and then came back here on Monday, on Memorial Day uh, Monday, I had to get up, come back to Greenville because that is when we had the selection show watch along. So we had two watch alongs on Friday and Monday of the Memorial Day weekend, Uh, but Monday we had a great viewing Of the selection show, we had Mike Mullis on to talk about the uh, regionals that were being announced, where East Carolina was going to go. At that time, we had no idea, but now we know we will be in the Charlottesville Regional with Virginia, Army, and Oklahoma. Um, So that was a fun time on Monday.
2: Here's how it sounded when Chandler, myself, and Dave Kay watched Hooves' big hit on Friday. Oh, yeah.
0: That's what He's I wanted. That's what I wanted. That's what
5: I wanted. Harris, yeah, over. Harris, woo, What a clutch hat Big
1: Lane.
2: What a clutch hit. I like Dave Big K news. at the very end. Big play. Big play. <laughs> he sounds like the d voice guy and voiced him in. Men. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> he uh. Hey, Lane. Why don't you knock a hit my way? We got to take a break. (laughs) Get your thoughts in order, Chandler. What are you about to say? You just cut yourself off mid sentence.
5: Uh, No, I was just going to say Dave. Dave K was locked into the game all game long. I hate that we weren't able to watch the end of that game together, but uh, it was an eventful weekend. Uh, We worked Friday and Monday, and then had some fun in between.
2: Oh yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk some softball at some point, Shirley. With softball, Shirley. Um. Also, I've i've been calling it a watch along all along i've also seen watch party on some of our materials for folks that like jamie and chris and eric you guys hang out kaz i saw you earlier uh you're a regular tyler you're a regular watch alonger. yeah er, yeah for you guys steve on uh facebook whoever's on the facebook side should we transfer over to the watch party
5: name i think part- or do you like
2: watch along I- well they're watching
5: along but do you want to have a party you want to have a watch party?
2: I, I'm, I'm starting to... The watch, we could I'm say watch along party. Towards, no, see, why you got to do that? It's, it's one or the other. I'm so other. sorry that I committed a crime. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You talking about last night?
6: <laughs> oh! oh! Hello! I need the deets.
2: What do you like? Watch along or watch party? Let us know. All right, uh, Mully Man is here. We'll talk some pirate baseball and regionals when we return after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about the current real estate market? Or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with Remax and SD Harris properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has the answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip.
2: Back with you, Py Radio Live. Jacob says, Clip, where did you find that hat? Oh, this whole thing. I'm assuming UBE. Years ago, it's pretty old.
8: Yeah, yeah it's yeah,
2: it's a good looking lid though. It, it's sharp. I don't break it out a lot. I like it a lot. Uh, I was tongue in cheek saying how Marcus was working me to the bone a moment ago. During the break, guess what? Text from Marcus Crandall. Lester Lines Monday at one o'clock. Keep it going, Marcus. The show doesn't stop. It keeps going on and on and on. Keep bringing it on, Marcus. And you know what? I can't wait for that interview. Lester freaking lines we'll talk ecu in the big dance coming up monday at one o'clock good stuff mully man's here hey mully man hey buddy how are you good i'm tired so you know what mully said why, don't, why don't you take this segment off and, and we'll carry this one carry it for if me man like chandler, carry the water chandler
8: need a little okay we're off to a rough start <laughs> see all right never see? mind chandler see i got it
5: no it's good it, you need, he's fine he doesn't need to rest he's been resting during, oh, okay. during yeah. break <laughs> we
8: got to have him ready for the first round of regionals though he's
2: starting friday night dun, dun, dun. we got a watch along coming up friday and an awesome tiebreakers pregame show coming up six o'clock live right here at pirate radio getting you ready for ecu and oklahoma and mully uh you'll be doing some high school baseball time uh at that time yeah right?
8: interesting we thought for a period of time we were going to have the 3A 4A so we were hoping we were going to have Rose come to find out today we're going to have the 1A and 2A so excited about that hate that uh, spent about three hours yesterday pulling some stats together and uh, had a chat with uh, coach Vincent yesterday in preparation for the weekend but um, again uh, fired up for those guys there be they'll be headed to Burlington and I will be stationed in Holly Springs.
2: All right, good deal, Mully. So uh, Mully will be on the call for some high school baseball on the television. right? Yeah,
8: NFHS. Awesome.
2: I think I, I heard. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Your
8: previous Darren vault. He's got the uh, he's got the Burlington site.
2: All right. So uh, man, I'm talking a lot of voices today on yeah, the show. That's yeah. exciting stuff. All right, Mully. Uh, you've had an hour, uh, an hour, a day to digest it, both the awesome wings from tiebreakers and the regionals. Yeah. Now, um, anything extra you didn't say yesterday about Charlottesville, Virginia Army, Oklahoma ECU. Uh, kind of upon further inspection, uh, you know, we, we talk about Oklahoma
8: obviously opening up with Oklahoma, but when you dig into Westford, I'm sorry, into West Point a little bit, there's a little meat on that bone that people give it credit for. From the standpoint of it, you think of a service academy and, and, and an incredible experience and you know, unbelievable young men. Uh, but that's a solid, solid baseball program as well. Just taking a little deeper dive and and actually went back on plus and pulled up uh, some of the Big Twelve tournament to watch Oklahoma play Oklahoma State, which they had played each other like you know five games in eight days or something. It was like a, a crazy run they had been on. But did kind of lock in on Oklahoma, spent a little time, you know, taking a look at, and of course the arms we saw or or the arms I saw were guys that were not necessarily down the rotation, but were but you know back into the of the tournament kind of deal. So, uh, yeah, did a little homework and, and tried to get a feel for them, just to you know kind of, I don't know, just my tendency, I guess, you know, is is kind of know what we're what we're going up against.
2: Well, and the cliche, Mully, you know, everybody's got an ace, everybody's got a Friday night guy. Uh, how about Oklahoma? How about Army? I mean, at- I mean, both, yeah. I think, and, and obviously coming out of
8: different conferences, and I don't think the Big 12 gets the love that it necessarily deserves. It might be the, you know, the, the with only four or five teams. We were getting, talking about we that yesterday. One, yeah, we missed one yesterday. There was one more that got in. I can't remember who it was, but I almost texted you uh, as I was looking at it. But, um, you know, what I see with, with with Oklahoma right now, not big power numbers either uh, on the mound or at the plate, but but aggression, and and, and they're going to pound the zone. They're going to, I mean, they're going to they're going to pitch and make you swing at their pitches is kind of their philosophy, and uh, you know, and they've got three or four guys that that can do that with with good numbers. Uh, you know, that they they don't strike a lot of guys out, but they don't walk many guys. So, I mean, I think it's uh, competitive in and around the zone. Um, when you look at what they do offensively, I tell you who they remind me an awful lot of, Clip is East Carolina of last year, where they are going to make the defense play with the ball You know, Cliff laid down more blunts last year. There was a there there was a little bit of a shift this year with the team. Uh, They are going to make the opposing team make mistakes. They're going to put it on them. They, I mean, they stole like a hundred and. Four or five bases this year, and I mean, you know, they've got uh, pretty good team speed, top to bottom, and kind of interesting. They had their their catcher leading off, uh, which is something you don't see often. Switching well, Pudge catcher. Rodriguez. Well, and this dude could run. I mean, it was uh, you know, so he um, he clearly was a table setter for them, and um, I, but I think you're going to see a, a kind of a fast break offense when they get guys on, uh, which you know, when I look at. When I look at East Carolina, I'll make a prediction now that if Richie gets a chance to pitch, and you will maybe more likely see him pitch because of his ability to control the running game. His his move to first base has been, uh, and, and that sounds silly, but in a situation late in the game where you need to hold a guy close, or you know, but you got to match up at the plate that you like. Plus, he can hold a guy at first base and maybe even you know, steal you out with a pickoff. So, um, but I it's. They are going to they are going to take extra bases they are going to put the pressure on uh, on the defense of the Pirates and uh, you know one thing and we talked about earlier in the year one thing the pirates have done so well is keeping singles the singles are not allowing the extra bases uh, balls hitting to the outfield so the the Pirates will continue to be challenged with that and I and I think that uh, that that uh, that that uh, Oklahoma is really going to kind of b- test them on that.
2: All right, and uh, you say that, and and it, I immediately say, okay, one of the strengths over the years for East Carolina has been the defense this year, and we went over a few weeks ago, Molly, the the errors, the numbers, and how they were kind of creeping to. Okay, we need to kind of shut yeah, this down for the season. Hold them right there. But almost more than that is the the drop. The ball that lands in between Hoover and Nowak, the ball that J.C. is making a play on it, tough catch but should have made it right that might be ruled a hit kind of those plays have not gone the pirates way a lot this year i say that too you gotta factor in starling has made some web gems yeah hey does it a lot in the
8: park so you've got a, a give and take there there is a balance there but i but i agree with you they i you to have success against oklahoma to have success against any team in the regional uh the the the, the communication plays or the lack like thereof the tweeners those things you you know you have to take those away. and i you know i I see where and have people ask me quite frequently about the shift. I can assure you that there are stats kept about the success of the shift. There's a reason that the shift is played. It doesn't matter if you're in a shift or not in a shift. There's always going to be ground balls that get through. It just is what it is. I will tell you, Oklahoma really seems to work on – Putting the ball in play on the ground to give, and it kind of makes sense, or it doesn't kind of make sense. It makes perfect sense because they are a team that can run. They're going to make every play close at first base. So I mean that that is that is what they're going to do. And I, you know, the, but but back to your original point, yes, the the tweeners, uh, the ones that you know that that, that plays that, that you feel like should be made, they're going to have to be made to have success, not only against Oklahoma, but against West Point, and obviously against UVA.
2: Mike Mullis joining us. Got a lot of questions coming in from Mully. We'll get to in a moment. Uh, Woody on YouTube says, if we struggle to hit garbage AAC bullpens, how can we think we score runs against OU or UVA? Well, Woody, neither one of us told you what you think or what to expect or any i mean you can think what you want to think here's the deal and i and i understand what
8: Woody's saying and yes i would agree to to say garbage might be a a little bit strong to say that those bullpens and some of the ac pitching we saw wasn't necessarily great pitching but we got to go back and think about the approaches that we've seen a lot of these guys take against the texas of the world the you know the programs that we have seen them have success against uh carolina uh, you know, we've seen the, the, this team have the ability to lock in and and you know and and perform and produce at at the higher levels against against the better pitching. So you know the the difference in uh, when I say good pitching and bad pitching is the number of mistakes that are made, and, and sometimes those mistakes are down and you know they're way out of the zone and don't do anything to help you set up the next pitch. Some of those mistakes, especially with teams like Oklahoma that really work so hard to pound the zone, those are mistakes that are made to be really hittable, drivable pitches. So I I think there's a difference there. I I agree, and and from a a layman standpoint, you would look and go, man, I don't know. How do we have a chance against these really good arms? The reality is, if we go back and look, we have had some success against really good arms. It's the consistency of the success. And quite frankly, to get out of the regional, you don't have to string together a long winning streak. And remember, Oklahoma's like five and five in their last ten. They they were they're lucky to be at the dance. They have a losing record in conference. They I mean now they had a lot of success against the quad one and two teams. So you know the top, I say a lot. They were two games over five hundred against you know the the top one hundred in the country. So uh, or I'm sorry, you yeah, have top fifty in the country. So yes they are a quality club yes they deserve to be there but yes the pirates can come out of there with with winning that regional.
2: i also feel like and and I'll, let's get your take on this molly baseball is the hardest sport to handicap on on the past like yeah. you know if a pitcher gets going if uh A guy gets hot. I feel like compared to basketball and football, baseball is the hardest one to tell you what's about to happen in a game. The A's beat the Braves last night. There's a major league example for you. I mean, it it happens. I can tell you this, that I think that um,
8: the way the Pirates made it as deep as they did in the AAC tournament will not be the answer to winning this regional. In other words, uh, the Pirates can't go out and spot these quality teams two, three, four runs.
2: Well, here's... A, and on that note, Molly, Jay says, be it walks, hit by pitch, pass balls, we give up too many free bases, got to clean that up. Yeah, Totally agree with that. Yeah. I feel like hit by pitches is almost an epidemic in college baseball, but with East Carolina, we have seen those things happen, uh, and Jay is correct on that. Um, one more thing about the you were talking about Oklahoma's aggression on the base pass, right? Wilcoxon has had a good year, I would say for the most part, throwing guys out. We'll see uh, how that factors in. Yeah, and
8: a lot of that goes back to the responsibility of the pitcher to hold that guy on. And what it may do is take away some things that you want to throw in certain counts. Uh, In other words, you may not want to throw a breaking ball where you may not throw a breaking ball where you normally would want to uh, based on the base run of the situation. Uh, So, I mean, yeah, but those are all things that have to be managed internally inside the game. And those are all kind of minute to minute and pitch by pitch decisions the calls that are made but you have uh, you have i think the strength of the catching core f- for both McCrystal and, and for Wilcoxon is their ability to throw the baseball. I, I mean, it, when I'm talking defensively, uh, both of them may have lapses in, uh, in attention span, balls get by them, things like that happen. I completely agree. Uh, but their ability to catch and throw the baseball or to throw the baseball is as good as anybody out there. So I think with either one of those guys back there, you have a chance to at least Scare some of that into slowing down, and then it becomes a pitcher's responsibility.
2: Here's a novice question for the expert Is catching a foul tip strike three luck or skill? What's the percentage on that? Oh, man, I don't know. I've called a bunch of them, but
8: I and I don't you, you don't really Have see drop a bunch. You of them? don't really see them I probably. <laughs> you don't And I, I that? really don't it, it, that's one of those things where So it's lu- a lot of luck. Uh, that that's one of those yeah, I guess so. That's one of those things that happens so often if you remember the exact ones you called <laughs> or exact ones you dropped you probably well, You
2: said didn't. you called a bunch of them. I did. I mean, over t- I know I did. I don't remember, you know, I this yeah. My point is like there's been some big ones Wilcoxon's dropped, but do you chalk that up to man Really bad break.
8: Well, and part part of the part of the reason you asked that question is the catcher when he drops one always bangs his mitt and it's like, man, I should have caught that. Right? Yeah, you feel that way, but it's not like you could charge that ball, right? I mean, it's
2: a foul tip at you, uh, and, and it is just a, a reactionary, you know, type deal. So. All right, we've got 32 more viewers than we have likes on YouTube. Can we please rectify that situation and just hit the thumb? Whether you like it or not, move your mouse over, click the thumb. Easy as that. We're not asking you to to you know hit up our Venmos. We just want a like. That's all we're asking for. And Mike Mullis is pouring his, his baseball brain out to you right now, giving you all he's got, <laughs> and uh, we appreciate it. All right, Q&A, Mully. Here we go. Jamie. Do you think they can or they will work with Ginn to speed up his pitch routine?
8: It's too late for that now, right? You don't want to change the wheels on the bus going down the road. I think that's one of those situations where you make him aware of it. But at the same time, as a coaching staff, you may go, well, we, we might not be able to. Again, pitching, and people need to understand this. The decision to make a pitching change has a whole lot more to do in just than just the effectiveness of the pitches that are being thrown. In other words, you may not put Gann in in a situation where that's going to come into play, right? You may you, you just might not be able to do that. You you may want a certain guy on the mound that's a better athlete at fielding his position to field a bunt. That's going to come into play with Oklahoma. I'm telling you, you're going to see guys situationally put in there right. just for that very reason. You
2: saying you'd rather him lead off an inning than come in with runners on base? Oh, that...
8: If we refer specifically to Ginn. again, yeah, probably. And again, uh, again. It's not an epidemic. I mean, he had an issue in the AAC tournament. So, I, I don't know that this is a, you know, we need to press the panic button and yeah. It's not going to be effective. You don't want to give them another thing to think about. that really, You can't. Either. You can't right now. And and so, but my point, moreover, was you may see a situation where you got, you know, runners first, second, or runner, I mean, whatever the setup may be, uh, and you may see Cliff go to the bullpen to bring somebody in that you're going, why are the world, you know, why would they bring him in now? Well, he may be solely in there. That pitcher may be coming in solely to fill the bump because, You've got a play that you want to try to collect the out of third base. Yeah, I mean, it, it just just understand that against this Oklahoma team, every out is going to be critical because if you make a mistake, they're going to compound your mistake
2: just through pure team speed. Mike Mullis joining us. Uh, this is a gripe uh, for Mully. He says, Uncle Mully. This is Eric. Didn't appreciate your wing take yesterday. I'm with Chandler on requesting extra crispy wings. Who wants a wing that has slimy, nasty skin? No way, Jose. Okay. Next question. Uh from Jamie is thank you. I will I will
8: take that into consideration. Just something to, I don't know that I, I don't know that I bash Chandler for that. Maybe I was bashing Chandler for the fact that he got a a bucket load of free chicken wings back there, and if they're not cooked exactly how he wants them, you can deal with it tiebreakers provided great wings you didn't have to go pick them up i picked them up on the way oh
2: oh god i knew that was going to come back to haunt us all right so moving on all right yeah let's move on uh jamie is situational bait is situational baseball or just straight up big guys who hit the heck out of the ball better in the tournament i'd called cliff i would call cliff a situational baseball coach and we lack big hitters this year
8: well, and I don't know that I completely agree with that. I think that it's a kind of an interesting hybrid when it's all working. In answer to the first part of that question, I can tell you this. Give me a team going into the postseason that can manufacture runs as opposed to a team that's waiting on the home run. These home run guys, I mean, we see it all the time. you got a guy in the country, uh, uh, maybe at uh, Coastal, has got 30 home runs. Mm. you got a guy at Florida that's got 29. There's a chance that they go through the through a regional without a home run. Right? But give me a guy like, you know, Lane Hoover. Give me a guy that... And that's where I think the Pirates have to be is is a lot more um, They have to really focus on the execution of what the exact moment requires. Like, we got to get a bunt down. We got to move a runner. However we move this runner, quality at bats on the front end, seeing a bunch of pitches. It's the things that they've tried to do all year. Now it's under a little bit of a
2: magnifying glass because you're facing a little higher caliber of competition. All right. Um woody at this point i'm going to assume that you are a pirate fan and not just a troll but uh you are under some investigation right now he asked do any other teams show bunt and take strikes as often as ecu does I don't watch a lot of college baseball. I would I, probably say no, though. I,
8: I, it happens I, a lot. And I do watch a fair amount of it, and I think no. But, okay, let's talk about the strategy behind why we show bunt. What do we get out of the defense when we show bunt? Okay, if we if we bring that third baseman in, we create a little bigger hole. It may take them out of the shift a little bit. There's Again, there's a lot of things that go into it. Sometimes that showing a bunt is what has to happen to keep that defense honest. It also sets up the ability to show bunt and slash. It show, I mean, it, it does set up some other things. I think it's a big tool, and, and, and we're obviously – it's a handful of guys. I mean, and, and we have seen everybody in the lineup do it, but it's a handful of guys that we see it with regularity. That's going to be your guys that, that run and, and, and quite frankly, are a little better with two
2: strikes. Strike out a little less, which is going to be your Hoovers and walks Those are the guys that you see a lot of that out of. Speaking of big tools, Molly, I just want to say thank you for spending time with a guy like me okay all right no sell on that one uh any other questions for mully uh, that's probably the strangest thing you've ever said to me no yeah can't be wow well, i got way more i than know the what take. the stupidest thing he's ever said <laughs>
5: that Charlie Wood should be a
2: wide receiver. Huge chance, Tiger Wood's son should be a wide receiver. Not my stupidest thing that. you've ever said. Mully was disgusted at me. He booted me out from the table. He but made you, me Now, you quickly knew that that got out of your mouth before you had a chance <laughs> to screen it. Because <laughs> you're not even
8: you're a sharp guy. You're it was not
2: even, even a real take. It was not, an observation.
8: You're not even sharp enough to be
2: that funny in that environment. That was just that was just terrible. He has big hands. Uh, Mully million dollar question: Who should start on Friday? Treyu Savage. All right, that's that was my answer as well. Uh, Treyu Savage. Does Garrett Saylor... How would you lay out the pitching, Molly? I don't think you do. It's postseason baseball, man. I mean,
8: it's literally and the importance of winning here. Oh, so when you say you don't think you do, no, you're you, going game. You, yeah, situation. and you go, okay, we've got you know. Okay, you, you probably are going to protect a starter or two but everybody else is available. And, and the, the deeper you get into it, obviously the protection goes away. It becomes, all right, who could do what? Who could give us what? So uh, I, I expect to see a lot of guys kind of, and this obviously is not a news flash to anybody this, this watching uh, Pirate Baseball, but I do expect to see a lot of moves. Uh, and, and the reason being is you're going to need you don't need a guy to, to
2: completely get spent on
8: the first game unless it's to absolutely lock down a win.
2: Well we have seen Godwin go with uh with short appearances for these guys. Sure. Yeah. And like
8: and the, the scenario I could see uh let's let's say your Savage goes
2: out and gives you six, uh you've
8: got a lead, you bring Danny Bill in. Uh, he closes it, locks it down. Okay, then he goes the rest of the way. I, I see that. If if it's a back-and-forth kind of deal, your Savage maybe gets you into the fifth or maybe into the fourth, whatever, I think you're going to see the game just kind of treated in increments. Uh, but again, all that's going to be
2: dictated by what's going on on the field at the time. I think it was kind of cool that we saw your Savage, and then maybe we didn't like it at the time, but Throwing out of the bullpen as good as he did uh, in the conference tournament, and we saw Garrett Sailor, who we count on a lot out of the bullpen, have to start. Yeah. Like you're giving these guys different roles in big situations, and they're going to probably have to do that again at some well, point. Well, we said that you know on the uh, watch party or watch along yesterday was
8: that th- that's one thing that the Pirates pitching staff is set up for is everybody's got to be ready every night because they just do not know when their number's going to be called. Uh, they 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 settle into. Um, Rhythm and 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 different uh, uh, circumstances that they make routines was the word I was looking for. They settle into those things and know that okay, if this happens and that, then it's likely going to be me or you know any any of the two of us to go to the pen to get hot. But there's, they, I don't think with this staff, man, I don't think there are a ton of absolutes. I think it's, you know, be ready, have your spikes on, and, you know,
2: it may be your turn at any moment. Jay says, Molly, how big a deal is it to bring a pitcher back after a rain delay? We saw that um, the other night. He says, I was kind of surprised to see your Savage come back after the delay. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I think, I mean, I was too, to be completely honest with you, but...
8: What we don't know is what those conversations are like during the rain delay. You know what, and, and that that stuff's going on. Hey, how do you feel? Where are you at? You know, here's where we're at pitch count wise. What's you know, he doing during the delay? Is he staying they, loose, he or may, do you, you shut know, it down? Th- th- what you start looking at is how long's the delay. Yeah. So and, you know they've got a training staff in there that's capable of keeping these guys relatively loose. That you know may jump on a stationary bike, just keep their legs underneath them. They may, I mean, you just stretch a little bit. Any number of things. Uh, and, and that was probably with that one. That was a fairly lengthy rain delay. So that that was that surprised me as well. But again, um, Cliff and the staff are in there with their guys. They know kind of what their bodies, uh, what their guys' bodies can do. They know where their mentality's at, and they got to you know kind of go with their gut on that.
2: Uh, Jamie, let's table your questions about who's leaving the team because we'll uh, we'll have plenty of time this offseason to talk about that. Uh, but good question, nonetheless. We will uh, we will get into that at some point. No, yep. all right. Three um, seniors are leaving. Correct, Mully. Uh, man, we've gone just about our whole segment. Haven't talked about any of the other regionals. Uh, anything jump out to you when you had a chance to look at it? No, last I, I,
8: night? I think the interesting, the most interesting regional would be that uh, that Tennessee Clemson
2: matchup is going to be something else to see. I believe, and Darren uh, Vol got me excited about kind of Columbia because I. I kind of I want to see what Campbell does against this competition well, and I tell you
8: I think right now um, coastal the things that the teams that I think are kind of in the same boat as we are maybe a little fragile and when I say fragile like uh, not really sure of what how this is all gonna go I, I think Duke's right there I think States right there I think Campbell's right there it's all those teams that kind of you know we, we kind of peer ourselves with uh, but I I I I mean, I believe our regional uh, is is very winnable, and I do believe if Coastal Carolina loses early, if they lose their first game, or maybe even their second game, their bullpen is highly suspect. Hmm. Uh, they've got a closer now, Sharkey's really good, uh, but the depth down there is is really sketchy. And you saw that last couple weeks of the season; they had Clemson midweek and Carolina midweek just got pummeled by Clemson. It just had no, they they had no pitching, zero pitching coming out of a dogfight on the weekend. So, you know, you get into that third game in a row as you're going into that game and you're Coastal Carolina, it would be a major concern. And that, that if, if they have a stumbling block, and again, this isn't the Coastal Carolina team that we saw on the field here last year. They've had some real wholesale changes and quite frankly have done a great job to pull that team together to have the year they have i could tell you that coaches staff going into it never would have thought they would have had this level of success but uh here they are and
2: but i so again, you're saying that rider game is important but even that second matchup whether it be unc it, it WWE, doesn't matter yeah yeah so i
8: that, that's that those are going to be interesting things to watch and, and and you know it would be uh it'd be awesome to, to see uh you know obviously the pirates come out of Charlottesville and and
2: whoever come out of uh out of coastal other than coastal all right there's one more thing i wanted to bring up chris uh brought this up on youtube earlier good great so i didn't i don't have this count official this is from chris i know it's a lot so wichita state fires the coach of the year he's have you seen all this today no wichita state their coach is out and chris said 19 at last count uh players transferring from the shockers It is a mass exodus. So I I don't,
8: Chris, I I think they've probably parted ways and I've not seen any of this. I'm just going off of just some things that, you know, folks, Lord Hibbs was virtually retired. And so I think he was brought back in on kind of a, a one year type deal. So maybe they parted ways. I can tell you, I don't think they would have fired him before he would have told them to, Take a flying leap. So, uh, I I don't know how that all went down unless he did something egregious, but, uh, kind of interesting too, bringing up Wichita State, uh, common opponent, Wichita State, Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma did lose two games to Wichita State, which I don't know, uh, you know, how much solace we can take in that with our, you know, with our time we spent with Wichita State. So, uh,
2: Wichita State AD Kevin Saul says, uh, they will conduct a search for a new head baseball coach. Kind of a weird deal. So the, uh, what's the name Molly? wedge uh that went down was it like Beginning December of the year, yeah, yeah january yep, so yep. right before, before the se- before the season started yeah. yeah
8: so that that it's it's in turmoil I, I i don't I don't think that that's anything more than them trying to get out ahead of you know. There's obviously jobs opening right now. Right. They want to be in consideration for some of these bigger names that are moving because there is history of Wichita State. It's yeah. Uh, it's hard for us to see in a you know in a short kind of rear view, but um, there is history there. You can win there. It's been done before. Lauren Hibbs has proven that it was a lot of culture and, and trying to get things turned around back to the to the shocker way. Uh, I so I you know I, I think that's the biggest deal the 19 players leaving doesn't surprise me in today's world and um we'll see all that shakes out i you know that that's in inter- that'll be an interesting one to watch and i appreciate the heads up
2: Mullet. great 30 minutes of baseball talk there and next week we'll reconvene and either recap the Pirates season or a preview of super regional yeah probably do a little bit of both either way awesome stuff thank you molly okay buddy have a good call this weekend thank you man we'll take a break come back when we return kirk morgan got the ninth inning rally started in charlottesville in 2016 we'll talk about that we'll talk about his squeeze bunt to win a conference tournament game the following year and more when we return the former pirate kirk morgan joins us after this
1: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show
6: welcome back greenville utilities neighbor to neighbor program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs and you can make a difference your tax deductible donation can be added to your guc bill each month or you can make a one-time donation and guc will match all donations up to twenty thousand dollars each year consider helping a neighbor with guc's neighbor to neighbor program now let's head back in to prl here's clip
2: All right. I feel like we've accomplished quite a bit during the show already, and we still got a lot more to go. That's going to be the case all week long here on Pirate Radio Live and on Pirate Radio, our social media accounts as well, as we are your Charlottesville regional headquarters. Coming up on Wednesday, we'll talk to our regulars, Ken Watlington. He's fired up for UNCW winning their tournament, making the – ncaa regionals uh we'll talk about that and the pirates also patrick mason along with that travis watkins will join us uh as will eric ward from virginia baseball marketing and uh, ryan mcmanus to talk some pirate football so we are packed for wednesday a lot going on thursday as well keep it locked right here to pirate radio as we get you ready for the regional all right um so earlier in the show we opened up some awesome shirts thanks to chris just got this dropped off and uh it's from jamie and i can feel exactly what it is and i'm gonna let our five o'clock guest bryce williams open it up because i believe uh it involves him so jamie that's really cool thank you for sending that um We'll have Bryce open that up, and we'll go inside the Delcor Players Lounge with Josh Gross, Carter Spivey, and Garrett Saylor. Right now, we'll head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line and talk to former Pirate Kirk Morgan, who joins us today to uh, relive some of the glory days and some great moments in Pirate Baseball history as Kirk joins us now on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Kirk, how you doing, man?
3: Doing great, Clip. Thanks for having me, man. Really appreciate it.
2: Absolutely, and uh, great time
3: of the year, right,
2: Kirk? Getting ready for some regional baseball. You guys uh, made that something that uh, that took place every year when you were a player here. Although there is one year that we'll, we'll speak on in, uh, in in just a moment. But, uh, Kirk, what, when you think about regional week and, and gearing up for, what kind of memories? What kind of thoughts come to you?
3: Oh man, makes me upset. I'm desk side at work now, since, <laughs> but it makes me. You know, think back, school's out, right? So um, it's nothing but baseball. So you're at the field with, with all the boys, and, um, man, just great times. Getting geared up to play some of the best baseball of the year, and you know the you know when we play at home, you know the stadium's going to be packed. Yeah. Going out on the road, it's not always the case. So ultimately, <clears throat> you know this time of the year, playing on the road, it'll be a fun environment to play in. So.
2: And man, Kirk, another thing too, you're excited, hopefully resting up because you're coming off a grueling AAC tournament and those conference tournaments, the more you win, the more arms you use, the the more your legs are going away from you. So, you know, how how about factoring that in and everybody goes through it, but especially a team like East Carolina that came from the loser's bracket to get to the championship. uh, You got to do some rest and recover leading into this thing too, right?
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you come back from Clearwater, you're a little bit sunburnt, you know, from, from being down on the beach a little bit. But ultimately, yeah, you know, you'll have some some days out there in shorts and, and be, taking BP and kind of just getting ready for the week. But ultimately, yeah, I think we all know it comes down to pitching a lot of the time, right? So getting those arms ready. Um, but, man, what a great effort by the guys to come back out and really – have it come down to the wire in the championship game after a tough opening loss, but it was fun to watch. And that's just what pirate baseball is all about, right? Toughness and never giving up. And uh, man, that was just so fun to watch this past week. So looking forward to to them boys resting up and watching this weekend.
2: Kirk Morgan joining us on the pirate radio live line. I want to talk about your Charlottesville regional memories, Kirk, but while we're on the topic of a conference championship in Clearwater, when I hear Kirk Morgan and, and related to pirate baseball, I think about uh, a specific play, and Kirk, I have a weird sports brain that, like, if you ask me a year and and tell me Washington's opponent, I can tell you exactly what happened in the game and where I was at and how many beers I drank. And But with this, this ECU game against uh, USF in the uh, 2017 AAC tournament, uh, the Pirate Radio crew had gone out to... A Wood Ducks game. So we all went to the Woodies game. We're following along the East U game on our phones. We get back to Greenville. I'm driving back to Winterville. And I remember the exact stop sign I was at when Kirk Morgan bunted in uh the game winning run. And it was uh it was Jorgen that scored. I'm looking it up. I couldn't remember who scored. Jorgen scores on your bunt in the ninth inning, and that's what I remember Kirk Morgan for. How about that moment, that play, uh, Kirk?
3: Nice. That was a lot of fun, man. I, I, and thinking back on it, I can see Charlie sprinting at me to come, <laughs> you know, give me a big old hug. I'm like, dang, is Chuck going to tackle me or, or where are we going with this? But I think back to that, I think everybody maybe thought uh, Coach Godwin was crazy because he pinched hit me for Brickhouse <laughs> with like one out and a guy on third. And everybody's like, what? We're, we're pinching Kirk for, you know, Brick was having a heck of a season. But looking back on that, man, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And of course senior year that was before I started my my new job I was starting at the end of that you know after graduating and I remember coming into work and there's a bunch of ECU grads here at uh, where I work now and they kind of were like hey man we we watched the game that you had the big fun on I was like oh that's pretty cool (laughs) so kind of funneling into the the real world stuff too but man that's a great memory we look back on and Wish we could have finished it out that year and made a regional, but uh, that's still a great time looking back on that.
2: No doubt. And uh, the previous year, of course, East Carolina won the Charlottesville Regional and came so close to getting uh, to the College World Series. But that Charlottesville Regional, I was looking at it. I-, I remembered, Kirk, you had a part in that ninth inning against Virginia, and I didn't realize until I looked up the-, the play-by-play from the game that you got it going and, uh, and-, and refreshed my memory here. It said Kirk Morgan pinch hit a single to second base. So, was it an infield hit? What was your your hit to start the ninth inning against Virginia that year?
3: Man, it was the maybe in the ugliest slinging bunt you've ever seen. <laughs> Cliff, I don't know if you remember, but I was not fast. And it had to be a perfectly placed swing and bunt Ernie Clement was their second baseman I think if you look back on that UVA team there's now like four big leaguers yeah. um, and you know Clement plays I don't know if he's still with the Guardians but he, he's been on the roster for those guys a little bit but I was able to you know beat out a swing and bunt and then you know my special role that year was kind of coming in getting a pinch hit getting a knock and then getting pinch ran for it immediately so um, that was exactly what happened and yeah I mean Thinking back on it, I mean, Chuck had a huge hit. Parker had a big double, I think. Yep. And then, of course, I think we all remember uh – Travis going going
2: yard to finish it Well uh talk to travis watkins coming up on wednesday's edition of pirate radio live he finished oh yeah that special ninth inning that kirk morgan got started and and then kirk you, so you celebrate that you walk it off you advance you're in the winner's bracket one win left to go and you're like all right well virginia's gonna be mad when we see them tomorrow and then you didn't see virginia again i believe was it william and mary that knocked him off kirk
3: yeah, William & Mary. We were, it's funny because we were sitting out on the bus waiting for that game to finish because we played the winner of that game. And we had that game up on the, the TVs in the bus. And I think it came down to the last inning, but ultimately we're sitting out there and the TVs on the bus were delayed a little bit. And we just see the stadium empty. Now. I mean, it was it was people just scurrying down the stairs, and we were like, "Wait, we're about to play William and Mary for the regional championship." So we know we would have taken care of business no matter what. But that William and Mary game was just nothing but but fun. I think we hit like four or five home runs from what I remember, and um, I know Eric had a huge play in that first inning that ended up on like Sports Center top ten. And that game was just a lot of fun. The so dogpiling at the end of it. I mean, that was just kind of the cherry
2: on top. So, East Carolina trying to repeat the feat this weekend when they take on Oklahoma Friday. And then, who knows, maybe the Cavaliers again uh, coming up on Saturday in the Charlottesville Regional Army, the other team. Uh, there in that regional and Kirk uh, you went on from there to Lubbock Texas and win game one Travis Watkins stayed hot uh, in that game and you got a one nothing lead and and we all talk about it now 90 feet from Omaha you get so close you play that marathon game in game two that just really kind of sucked everything out of you for game three but man how about that trip to Lubbock and and you guys coming so close there to get into Omaha man yeah that was a lot
3: of fun um that that atmosphere I think was you know something that we had never never experienced you know we play at home and and a lot of things like that and it's amazing but just I'll never forget some of the how loud it was in that stadium it's just a whole different super regional feel to it you know and you mentioned some big hits I had clip but you know one one a b and things that you know pop into my mind too is I, I came up in Texas that second game I think it was the bottom of the eighth inning because we were the home team in game two. And I had a runner on second. I pinched it and had a 3-0 count. And Coach Gotland gave me the green light. And I ultimately rolled over and and, didn't get the big knock. But that's another one, man. You know, we were, like you said, 90 feet away from Omaha. We had multiple chances that game. But hopefully the boys this year, you know, can get it done and, and get us over the hump. Kirk Morgan
2: joining us, uh, part of two-way U. Which uh, this year, Kirk, we we haven't seen any two-way guys for East Carolina, but that has been uh, the norm in the past. And uh, what was it like to be a, a D one player at a high-level school, uh, going both ways in college? Yeah, uh,
3: it was fun. I uh, now when I kind of de- describe my career to you know folks who ask me, hey, what positions you play, I'm like, well, you know, I pitched, uh, played everywhere in the infield. So I, I tell them, you know, hey, I was I was just okay at a lot of things, really good at one one thing, yeah. but um, it was a lot of fun. You know, looking back on it, it's, you know, some of the best years of my life and, you know, lifelong friendships with all the guys, you know, we're texting right now about who's going to make it out to the regional and um, it's just really cool to see everybody, you know, as as we've progressed through life and things like that, but definitely the best time of my life missing greenville and just missing you know uh, just everything about college baseball as a whole but uh, man I wouldn't trade those years for the world
2: awesome stuff with kirk morgan joining us today on the Pirate radio live line kirk what is it about cliff where he's so hard on you but uh you guys seem like you'd run through a brick wall for him so what's it like playing for coach godwin and also kirk uh, talking to guys in the past i've noticed that their relationship kind of changes the further you go on with your career where he really trusts you and and you almost become a coach on the field, were you able to turn into one of those guys late in your career? What was that that growth like for you?
3: Yeah, I think, you know, the first part is you know that Coach Gowan would also run through a brick wall for you, right? I think ultimately you know um, he'd do anything for you. And, and you know, it's, it's hard work to be a part of the Pirate Baseball program, but it's well worth it. And so ultimately when you know that, you know, he, he would do anything for you. You're going to give that right back. So, um, and then I think, you know, the, the coach on the field deal, right. I think, you know, with, with our class, we had 10 seniors, so we essentially yeah. had 10 coaches on and off the field. Um, but you know, you get to know the system, you know, I'm kind of, I'm watching games now and I'm like, here comes a hit and run. Here comes uh, here comes the slash or, you know, whatever it may be. It's, It's like, you know, you you build that camaraderie for a certain number of years. You kind of get to know the style and the play, and then Coach Gotland, of course, will trust you with anything and everything through the hard work, through the hard time, just growing together.
2: Talking to Kirk Morgan, it's awesome catching up with you guys, Kirk. Seeing what you're doing uh, these days, and we had Bryce Harmon all not that long ago uh, because I actually saw Bryce at an ECU game. He was doing some scouting uh, for the Philadelphia Phillies, and and I, you know, I wasn't part of the team. I just knew Bryce kind of looking from the outside looking in, and I thought he might be become like a professional bouncer or a bull. I, I don't know what I thought he'd be, but I didn't see professional baseball scout. Uh, but man, he is. Uh, he's turned himself into. To, to quite a uh, a rising star in that field, and uh, and that was really cool to see, cool to talk to, to him about.
3: Yeah, it is really cool. I don't know about bouncer. Bryce definitely knows his fair share of bouncers, but I don't know if he'd want to be one. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's do, he seems to be doing great. It's cool to catch up with him. We, I was watching the uh, Brave Phillies game uh, the other night. Yeah. Jeff Hoffman was on the mound, yeah. and I you was know, just texting with Bryce a little bit about, <clears throat> about Jeff, and um, just cool to see, you know, we are all like, Bryce, you know, baseball, that's what you're going to be doing forever. What you're going to do with it, whether it's coach or, or uh, high school coach, middle school coach, but ultimately, you know, he's doing it at the highest level, being a scout over there for those guys. So we yeah. can see that.
2: Sounds like he's uh, he's really into it and going to have a uh, big, bright future with that. Well, Kirk, uh, you said you wouldn't be able to make it to Charlottesville, unfortunately, but are uh, you going to be logged into to some Pirate Baseball this weekend?
3: Absolutely. Glad we got the night game. Yeah. Um, you know, the night game on Friday night, you know, some would argue the first game of the regional is the most important. Get into that winners bracket, um, but hell yeah, man! Excited to watch the boys play, and um, I know Pirate Nation is going to take over. Uh, I don't even know the name of their stadium, but it doesn't matter. We might as well call it Keith LeClair. Um, but it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun to watch, and those guys. Uh, you know, I know they're going to be ready to go, so it'll be fun to watch.
2: Excited for it. Kirk, great catching up and talking some baseball with you, man. Uh, good luck to you uh, in your in your life, in the professional world, and, uh, and we'll catch up with you again down the road and talk more baseball with you, man.
3: Sounds good, Clip. I appreciate it. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you, Kirk. Kirk Morgan joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. He set the table in the ninth inning of the 2016 Charlottesville Regional, and uh, Travis Watkins cleaned it all up. Uh, if you hear that on your radio, that is Bryce Williams uh, moseying down the hallways. He is ready to go. The early bird gets the worm. Let's take a break. Come back. Wrap up hour two. Get you set for a big hour number three. We got Bryce Williams. We got the Delcor Players Lounge with Spivey, Groves, and Sailor. It's all ahead. Pirate Radio Live. You can get your questions in for the guys. More to go when we return after this.
0: Why? They They dance.
1: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects maintenance on facilities and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip.
2: Alright, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. <laughs> Not only is is Josh got some awesome shorts on, you're jacked up. Your chair's jacked up. So you're just everything's out there. It's all out there today. But Josh Groves is joining us. We got Carter Spivey joining us. And we have Bryce Williams joining us. Shirley, can I get some Bryce Williams mm. intro music to I welcome him the into the show? Baptized by the fire in your touch and the flame in your eyes. I'm born to love again, I'm a brand new man. All right, there you go, Bryce Williams is here. Bryce, good to see you, buddy. See and you you're way up and your mic's way low. Yeah, this is... I feel like we're in a, here. A, it's a funny house today or something. What is going on? There you is go.
3: It's
9: here. Speak. And then drop it down a little bit. There we go. There we go. There we go. How are you feeling now?
2: I'm Normal. Bryce, I'm going to let you tag team this interview. Right on. You are a football player, uh, but... Yeah, maybe a little baseball in the background somewhere. No. You know what, guys? I don't want to brag, but
9: I got the C ball, and from then on, now what is C ball? We well, you know like the machine—that's what they call it. C ball, <laughs> oh, like machine pitcher. <laughs> <or something? laughs> yeah, that's what they call it. C ball. There you go. So I was like, all right, C ball works for me. So yeah, when you told me that, my brother-in-law um was a pitcher and you know played at uh, where was he? High Point Point, Campbell or wherever it was. So I was like, man, I got baseball guys coming. What in the world do I ask them? <laughs> so I got a few
2: things okay. in the well, holster. Well, well, all right, so, hold on. Okay. Don't keep that in your holster oh, yeah, real quick. Yeah, we're good. Because earlier in the show, uh, a guy named Chris uh, sent us, Shirley Chandler and I, some awesome shirts. Mm. Mine says, positive clip on the front <laughs> and then clipper on the back. It's really uh-huh. nice. How about later in the show, uh, we get more mail delivered mm. and I got this sent to me, Bryce, but I start to feel what's inside and I see okay. what's from. I and know. I think this baby's for you. Is it for me? It's for you. Open Man, it up. I'll see what got. Guys, I got nothing for y'all. That's okay. That's All cool. That's right. good. got right. $220 I like can get to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh do you have a toe issue a moment ago? I did. Yeah. Yep. Sorry to hear that. It's okay. It happened to me uh yep. I was like in the r- front by the rec center when I got where did I get towed? I got towed somewhere in Greenville. Yeah. A long time yeah, ago when it, I was uh, a student.
9: Dixie Queen in Winterville? You know, there was, they were closed the parking lot was why were you no, parked no, there because uh, we were going to Naughty Dog and uh, it was a Friday evening I'm going fishing in the morning and then you know we were at Naughty Dog late in the night and needless to say my truck was gone and 220 bucks yeah lady.
2: man yeah. A little steep what a racket yeah. All right, so Jamie, uh YouTube listener, said he was going to send you uh, one of your own cards. Man. We asked you if you had any memorabilia of yourself. He you sent
9: me more than
2: one. Oh, it's a whole stack of them bad boys. Jeez. We got any autograph? There's an autograph. There's Hardy. Oh, he gave you a Justin Hardy autograph? I want that. I, is it? That's Hardy.
9: Yeah, Hardy. Let <laughs> see that bad Thanks, boy. Thanks, man. Oh, another Hardy. Goodness gracious. That's pretty cool they right I don't there. have any of these. I signed them, but I don't have any of them.
2: So you are those your legit autographs though? Can that, you authenticate yeah. that? That was in Nashville. I remember sitting on the couch on all these. All right, Andre Allison, autograph. Jeez, that is sweet. I'll tell you what, take Hardy. I'll take Allison. Okay. All right. Good. I never <laughs> met him. So you
9: met you probably met him.
2: <laughs> Dang, that is awesome. All right, good deal. Thank you, well, Jamie. Who was that? uh that's Jamie on YouTube. Jamie. I don't know that. I'm not gonna say that. Like... Jamie, thank you, buddy. So you, uh what are you gonna do with those? I don't know. Probably give them to dad cool man uh how cool do y'all have trading cards of yourselves yet no i uh, think no. that's a next level time kind of thing. is that like uh i don't know is that a, a dream like being on a video game is always cool for football players and stuff how about for uh, you baseball guys
10: yeah it's uh so I'll be I'll be the show guy. Yeah. And uh it's actually cool cuz Gavin is in the game this year. He's got a card and everything, so it's pretty cool. Oh
2: dang. Is he on your um what do you call it? Diamond Dynasty team? I, I have his card, yeah. Yeah. All right, good stuff.
11: Yeah, I have a I got a baseball card of myself this past summer at Summer Ball. Like uh, they gave us like a bag at the end of the season that had uh like a poster. It had like a stack of probably 30 of, like our own stats from the summer and then like kind of your bio on it yeah so that's pretty right. cool that my mom, is cool. my mom loved those she can do as a one in our family but um i think baseball cards are pretty cool i think i'm thinking yeah. you know, like it's kind of like a
2: eye-opening thing to be on like a video game or something oh like yeah that. for sure bryce what do you think about your uh how you're pictured in these are you okay with it yeah. i know some you've uh they kind of got you what are you about to do are you gonna run around or block somebody what are you I doing i think i'm running all right
9: maybe in a dig or something I don't, I all don't right
2: know. bryce williams rookie card by the way uh, jamie said chandler and shirley can grab one too sure so, all right so yeah we'll, we'll by bit, all means we'll divvy those out all right if y'all have a question for josh Grove's carter spivey you can get those in right now guys uh mm-hmm. so we just talked to kirk morgan former pirate um and i said so what's this little period like coming back from clearwater getting ready because he played in the 2016 charlottesville regional and he said, Yeah, you got a little bit of a sunburn yes, and sure you want to rest. And I look, you guys have some golden tans. I know. Rocking. Yeah, my farmer's tans. Kept... Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, Spivey doesn't take as much pride in tanning as I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how was the Florida heat? And uh, in, in Spivey, you said you got yesterday and today off, like off off, nothing? Uh,
11: lifting weights and yeah. some guys through. Uh, me and Trey threw a pen today. So I think some, but my, I'd say most of the pitchers got off the mound today at some point before uh, we went bowling as a team today at 1 oh o'clock my. so that was pretty cool. Now how does bowling affect the pitching That's arts? what I was wondering. Uh, we were That's not totally allowed good. to bowl yeah. I mean, right-handed.
6: <laughs> really? Oh,
11: <don't> really? Yeah. <laughs> so how'd, the, how'd y'all bowl? Pretty terrible. Yeah, he, he's yeah. not very good. He's not a very good. Yeah, guy. well Spivey was amazing we're left-handed. So. No. So, see, no. I
2: told you. Spivey oh, yeah, right. At he's the best you know? in everything. How'd you do,
10: uh, Carter? What'd you what'd I just bowl over 100 with my left hand. Nice. This
2: guy is unbelievable.
9: I wish I could have seen that. would have been I would have probably Slap the guards up. you know the Yeah, rules.
10: we asked to have bumpers. They said,
11: No, yeah, we can't no, do bumpers. They didn't let us do it.
2: They're making you going left hand, no bumpers. No, They're yeah, pulling it's, out it's all the a challenge for sure. Difficulty.
11: Jeez. Jeez. Uh, yeah, definitely got definitely got uh, usually to come back from Florida with a good sunburn. But the heat there is just like
2: it's yeah. like breathing
11: in a trash bag. You can't there's right. the air is so thick. Yeah. Like I think all of our guys, uh we did a great job all week of of figuring out a way to get our our, our minds and our bodies ready to play because we you know, we were just toast from playing so many games. But uh that last day, like it just like every breath was like a thousand pounds.
2: And Christ. Bryce, we uh, you've been around here a little bit, and as of these guys, Carter's been here a while now. But mm-hmm. this is the i've been here my whole life like the most springish spring we've oh, yeah. had in a long time like it has been a milder cooler spring than normal so you guys haven't really faced too much right. heat like during games this yeah. year right so no, not, not up
9: here at least yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, the hottest we've had is what like 80 here oh uh, yeah so and y'all what was it down in uh, temp, water, temp, said, they water. said it was
10: 90 but it
2: was There's probably like 100 yeah. right
10: so yeah, it's not
2: fun jamie says scale of one to ten how tired were you after this uh week well, I had a two-day vacation the first two days. Is, oh, we'll get to that.
10: <laughs> <laughs> uh, is one being tired or yeah. is 10 being
2: tired? Uh, let's go 10 tired. 15. Mm. Yeah, probably, Good. probably out of 10, this. yeah. It was, it was pretty exhausting. A lot of, not yeah. only just stressful, long games, but delays uh, and things. I mean, Ooh, everything. Yeah, yeah Everything played, you want. Uh,
10: what was it? Cincy on Wednesday. We started at like 1. There's a rain delay. We finished, or picked the game back up at like seven, and then it went extra innings. So we didn't get done playing until about eleven thirty. And the lights went out after the second
11: round oh, delay yeah.
2: on the uh, UCF game. No, yep. goodness gracious! Wednesday was was great because uh, I have sports trivia. I was able to get home from that late at night and watch the hurricane end of the Hurricanes and the end of the Pirates hurricanes didn't go so well but uh you guys did pull it off for the win some late night wednesday sports uh great for me not great for you guys sorry (laughs) you got thursday off what'd you do on thursday rest yeah it didn't feel like an off day but (laughs) yeah we we did we did have a
11: lot of rest we got uh we got beach time from what seven thirty or six thirty to seven thirty something like that in the
9: morning or in the
11: evening evening evening, oh gosh thing. Well, it's probably well needed. I mean our guys are pretty banged up, so yeah, right. the last thing that we probably need to
2: do is go lay on the sun. <laughs> that that, <laughs> that is drain me. you yeah. even more. <laughs> All right. So uh you got how about the the run Tulane went on and uh you guys went on your own run, but they're able to get you in the championship game and uh I don't know. T- hat tip to them, I guess? Is that how you look at it?
10: Or? I mean they, yeah they definitely they definitely outplayed us. Um and you know it's they they had a good run and I, I think we we just didn't play you know our best our best uh, brand of baseball that yeah. we that we really wanted to and you know exhaustion was probably a, a, a pretty big factor but at the end of the day we still had to still got to execute and we didn't really do it and we, we lost yeah I felt like uh, there were
11: a lot of points early on in the game where we could have capitalized more on you know guys on base or you know putting guys away uh, with two outs or at some point throughout the game then they they got the hit and made the pitch when they needed to and we just didn't seem like we did throughout the whole game so uh, good for them I mean uh, I don't really have a lot to say like they're they have 19 and 40 so yeah you know go, if you can make a regional doing that then <laughs> you go put a lottery you know yeah so <laughs>
2: Josh Gross Carter Spivey joining us. Josh, we were sitting at this table with your boy Dave K watching Dave, the game on Friday. That. <laughs> uh, that was pretty cool to uh, to see. And once again, uh, another marathon game for you guys with all that went on that game. There's no but, way uh, he was there the whole time, right? Uh, we left after Hoover's hit and the rain delay started. Okay, okay. and we That's had to bounce out of here. That's a long time to sit right. there. Yeah. I didn't want to hold him captive. I yeah. wanted to let him get out of here. So now Dave's a man. He, uh, it was a lot of fun to watch it with him. Uh, four and a third for you. Eight hits, three runs. Five Ks, one walk. That's good. We like that number. Uh, what did you think of your performance there? Uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was the, the one of the better performances I've had. Uh,
11: at, you know, in, at least in the last three or four weeks, um, which was good, especially going into the postseason. Um, I felt good. I mean, I, I don't feel like I pitched. Like I gave up eight hits. You know, a lot of those hits uh, were just, you know, what me and Spike like to call the. The old infield single or the I would love those. little shift beater or little cap shot, duck fart in the right field. But uh, I thought I thought, I, I felt good. I thought I had all four pitches working. And um, I wish I could have gone a little more just because I was at the time when I pitched, I was the only guy that was really fresh. Uh, everyone else had thrown at some point. Yeah. So I was hoping to eat up some more innings to uh, keep, you know, give the bullpen a
2: little more break. But, um, you know, I just... But went as long as they allowed me to go, Carter. You picked up the win in the what was that? Cincinnati. There's so many games. Yeah, Cincinnati game. One and two thirds, three strikeouts for you. One walk, nothing allowed as far as hits and runs go. So multiple multiple appearances down in Florida. Oh, yeah. how, how you holding up right now? <laughs> hanging on
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: the old man's you still got more left in the tank oh, for charlottesville I got, I got plenty more left in the tank i don't need to worry about that i love val and, and we saw treya savage come in in relief we saw garrett sailor make a monster start we'll talk to him coming up in a little bit and and carter you've seen both roles josh you've been a reliever in the past starter this year so you guys have, have to adapt right to what's going on and and that's huge for you to get your mind right and obviously get the arm right carter for Absolutely. those situations I man
10: at, at this point in the year it's about winning it doesn't really matter how you do it you just gotta win and uh, I think Trey this past week was, was the embodiment of that he's been starting all year and then we needed him because the bullpen's gassed and he's coming in and throwing like five innings out of the pen or whatever that whatever it was and, uh, and shoving and then also Sailor on uh, what was that Saturday morning Saturday more first game yep and again bullpen is gassed and he goes out there and gives us eight innings like we couldn't have asked for anything more than that and um, that was the best I think I've ever seen him pitch.
2: Carter Spivey, Josh Gross joining us. No need to delay it anymore. Uh, people are asking about it. All right, so <laughs> Jacob Starling, hits a home run. He's on his way to the dugout. He is met by his teammates and met by Josh Gross, who is holding something in his hand, and you feed that item to Jacob <laughs> Starling. Uh, let's clear it all up here. Well, can I, can I tell you what the official report says?
11: The official umpire report? Please, yeah. The official umpire report. JJ uh, McLamb showed me this. Says that I grabbed a handful of lunch meat and shoved it <laughs> down my teammate's throat. God, it makes it sound Two so much on worse. One thing: who just like you know who just walks around with lunch meat?
2: Right. <laughs> Where did you
11: get said? Also. Lunch meat? I mean, like that's like that's pretty violent. Like I propped his yeah. mouth open and hunger strikes some <laughs> lunch meat down his throat. Like that's pretty. That's impressive. They were
9: trying to justify that, weren't they? I mean, goodness gracious. Yeah.
2: Shove down the throat. Shove All right. The- so a lot of speculation, a lot of rumors, and what's going on? I'll just yes or no questions here. Was it a hot dog? Nope. Was it a PB and J? Sure wasn't. Bryce, you have any? Yes. Uh, was it a barbecue sandwich? Barbecue I wish. Sandwich, chicken sandwich. <laughs> Would you have shared a barbecue sandwich Probably or had not. that for yourself? No, uh,
10: don't
9: share that.
2: Was it a a submarine sandwich? Submarine. A sub? Uh, yes. Okay, yeah. It was a Jersey
11: Mike sub, uh, Club sub number eight. Number eight. There you go, folks. There you have There's it. There's about a half a bite or a bite and a half left.
9: Now, before how, we get... Yeah, well, I'm curious. How do you... Because, you know, we never got Jersey Mike's on the sub side, so I'm kind of jealous. How do y'all get
11: does that like cater to y'all in the yeah, game yeah so uh, what they what we do um, a lot of times if we play like one of those noonish games where you don't really eat lunch they'll, yeah. they'll either get like a smoothie like Smoothie King or something to sip Dang. on or they'll, get, or they'll bring in like Jimmy John's or wow. Jersey Mike's just like the little sad subs you can just I'm eat jealous. one before the game starts super jealous of that we
9: mm. I don't think we even got anything on the sidelines. We just kinda Gatorade. waited until
11: halftime, ad- halftime. F- halftime. Football gets some pretty crazy stuff. Now you should just yeah. go back for a game. Day. I know, you know golly. Like, hey.
9: I've been able to, you know, venture through the uh players lounge and I'm very jealous of uh <laughs> what snacks they have. Gaining weight then, now would not have been as difficult as it was, you <laughs> know, when I was there. But yeah, Jersey Mike's, Smoothie King—that's
11: uh, that's good pretty, stuff. We get, we get so. fed pretty pretty good. We there's nothing to complain about.
2: Yeah. Speaking of the players' lounge, you are tuned into the Delcor Players' Lounge right now with Josh Groves and Carter Spivey. So you you feed Starling now. The rule is no props on the field. First of all, did you know food was considered a prop? No, no, I did
11: not. Especially because like I've been, I mean, I've done that at home games. I get like a PB and J.
10: Like there's team, like I don't know if you've seen, but uh, Texas A and M, they hit a home run. They have like a hotel luggage cart in the dugout that they like push the guy in, and that that's legal. But <laughs> a sandwich. But, but a sandwich. Oh, yeah, got, Tennessee and, wears uh, like yeah. a daddy hat and a pimp jacket in the dugout. you <laughs> oh, <geez.
2: laughs> so but
11: but but it's not on the field.
2: Correct. Right, so... You, you got to do that stuff in the... Did I'm you glad, know... Uh, did you know... So you weren't even thinking, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get away with this. You're no, like, No, I wasn't, like, trying to scheme. I was like... Yeah. Just yeah. get this guy sound. Right.
11: <laughs> just get <laughs> him like, yeah, a water 100. bottle. Right, that's, so, that's what I was thinking. Like, if I, if I were to grab a Gator bottle and a squirt of water in his mouth, is that, like, right. God Good forbid, you gotta get to drink a got guy gets a drink of water He's after just, running around yeah, the bases? Right. He's just refueling his team. And the 100-mile... Here's the craziest part, though, is we're trying to figure out, like... Is it a one-game suspension, two-game? Like, there wasn't even a warning given. So yeah, they, said the, they said they said there was a warning. The warning that they gave that they said counted as my warning was they told the team to, like, back up because we were too far on the field when we went to go celebrate. Yeah, that's a little much. Dude, so that counted as the warning, which led to the ejection. Because the official rules, my mom sent me, like, <laughs> she was furious. She sent me, like, a bunch of, like, the, 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 the screenshots of the official rule book. And it says that... No, uh, the umpire has to offer a warning and then an ejection will follow. But I was just like, I never got a mm-hmm. warning, but they said the warning was wow. telling us to get back.
2: And we were having a lot of fun joking around about that until the comeback happened later in the game. And I was like, yeah. oh man, kind of a yeah, a that, there.
11: You know, I, I was kind of the same boat. I was, uh, first I was just like, this is just a mockery. Like this is, I was just sitting in there. I was, I had to go under the stadium and I was just like, this is a joke. Like we're going to, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to win this game and. Hopefully so I get the pitch the next time we get to play and then because uh, I was supposed to be hot that day out of the bullpen if we needed me. So then we lost, and then I just started I just felt terrible. I was like kinda of let the team down. Like I mm. wasn't allowed to help. Do you have a Jersey Mike's NIL deal yet? That nice. <laughs> no, but yeah. uh but you know who you know who Hebrew National is? Like a hot dog. Hot dogs, yeah. 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 So uh they they followed me the next day on Instagram or two days later on Instagram, and then they actually just let me read you just DM, they DM me. And uh
2: <laughs> Wait, should we say it is a hot dog? Could this help you out financially yeah. if we do? like, what <laughs> are,
11: They said, um, he said, congrats on a great regular season. Best of luck, you know, in Charlottesville. Uh, so we have to ask. After all the stories we saw last week's games with a sandwich or a hot dog, we've seen headlines claiming it's both and we're dying to know. So I was like, thanks for the congratulatory wishes. Paid to break to you, but it was in fact a sandwich. <laughs> 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 and then, he, and then he, he actually said he was like... Uh, you know, a hot dog technically is a sandwich. Either way, good oh, luck. God. And then he right. said our parent company, our parent company includes David and Big's sunflower seeds. So Oh cool. Um, if you want some sunflower seeds, let me know. Nice. So oh, Give my address man. so hopefully yeah. I need some sunflower seeds. There we go.
2: Jamie says, no pun intended, did Cliff chew him out for it. Did huh. you get in trouble yeah. at all? I think that he was
11: as shocked as everyone else was. Yeah. He was like because like, when he told me they they met with them and he looked at me in the dugout, and my first initial, initial thought was like, are they going to take Starling out of the game? Like, are they going to eject him because oh, he wow. had the problem? Because he was the eater. Are oh. they going to, like, take us home oh. and run away? And then it's like me getting tossed was the last thing on my mind. And coach looks at me, he's like, uh, Josh, you've been ejected. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> wow. And so, yeah, I, I, I think he was, he was, you know, he was mad that, obviously, I I did that, and I, I put myself in that situation, right. but... Um, you know, I don't think he really knew what to do in that moment because it was such an outrageous thing to mm-hmm. eject someone for.
2: So while Spivey was picking up the win Wednesday, where were you? Were you allowed to be in the dugout? No, I couldn't be in the dugout. I had to be back under. There's like a little cafeteria where the had you locked in yeah. Yeah, behind bars. Wow. Yeah. Bad. What a rebel! I know. I know. And now you're getting your car towed. I know. Like, no,
10: this guy. This guy just
11: bends the that? rules wherever he wants.
2: <laughs> <out>. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Really?
11: Yeah. Fuck <laughs> like the world out to get me here. First, I got an umpire that. Really hates Jersey Mike's. And now I got a I got a Tuesday Warrior towing cars in an empty parking lot.
2: You know what's funny? I saw a guy, a little short, kind of chubby guy. He was looking at your car, going like this, like was it the hump? It might have been like, him. Yeah. Wow, like we figured it out. Yeah, Bryce, I want you to give some hard hitting baseball questions to the pitchers here. <laughs> what you got? Mm, hard hitters, I. My brother. Well, how about Mark? some soft contact then? Because we are talking to pitchers. We don't want hard. Hitters. I mean, I guess.
9: A few things. This is off of, of what my brother-in-law all sent right. me, right. and if it's true or not, or if you, if it is, who you know? I guess y'all are all righties that mm-hmm. I've been informed of. Um, but that left-handed pitchers are typically a little strange or odd yes. yeah. They yeah, have a screw loose. Yeah, they have a screw loose. So that is correct. Um, so is there anyone who's 100% fit? Okay. Well, I'm yeah. glad to know that Great is job. true. Um, anyone like sort of fits that category? Eric yeah,
11: Eric Richie to a T. Wow. We got two left-handed pitchers on our team. They're both a little weird, and they're both they're both odd in their own in different ways. Wow! Um, but Eric Richie, like that like guy, a goofball kind of nut, yeah.
10: just no filter. I'm trying to think of like his wow, uh, his player comp. Um, he kind of he uh, dude, I don't even know <laughs> player.
11: That's comp. Funny. Like like who's he similar to? What do you mean? Like, what he, what do you mean, what do I, if, if you had to to somebody else who, like, who, like a major league
2: player? No, <clears or> just <throat> like, a, like a, like a comedian or something. His comedic styles, what does it remind you of? Who? Good question, Bryce. We got the guy's Thank thing. You my, I don't
10: know. D-, D Ray has had, had an actor, but I forget his name. I forget his what's name. What's he, he look like just like him? I don't. Richie kind of looks like Lloyd Christmas from Dumber. I love Okay. And, uh, <laughs> just kind
11: of just like that, kind of confused look half funny. the time. But he everything would. he says, it just it just makes you laugh.
2: He's cool. uh, the young fella stepping up. He's uh, playing. Uh, he's on good. the field.
11: The career in the other right, day, it was huge. And then
9: can we pull up his roster pick for this comparison? That's <laughs> oh, oh, he's also
11: got the
10: worst haircut.
2: Oh, oh yeah, wow. here I'll show oh, you. What so, number is Richie? Twenty-eight. 28. Oh. oh yeah, he's got a blowout type. <laughs> type. It's like <laughs> Coach O the other day. <laughs>
11: Yeah. I mean, that has, like, give him a chip tooth. That's Lloyd Crest. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Comb it down. Give him a chip tooth. All right. Do you got anything else, bro? Um, I guess one of the
9: things, uh, you know, I always talk about in football, you know, we're always um, competing each other against each other in spring, like, the, the same defense, you know, throughout mm-hmm. spring ball, fall camp, and, you know, there's always been, like, a linebacker. You know, my... Who always kinda of gave me a fit. It was kind of a pain in my butt to uh go against if it was like seven on seven mainly, um, you know, that was a league bigger. So for y'all being pitchers, you know, y'all's you know, the team's batting average is, you know, very exceptional. So in the fall y'all scrimmage each other a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like who is the who is the hitter They are like, tag gum, I gotta throw against this guy and kinda gets the you know the best of you. Um, during that or just the I guess the hitter that y'all are kind of like
11: well I think I that both we'll both say uh, for me last year it was Agnos. I, I couldn't uh, get the guy out oh, for whatever yeah, reason yeah. I just couldn't get him out this year it was like it was Ryan McChrystal and I think it's because hmm. he catches every single one of us so he knows exactly uh, 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 what like our stuff does like what it's supposed to uh, look like you know he, because he's a catcher in the games like he knows how our pitching coach oh, is going to call yeah, the pitches yeah. so it just seemed like he always knew exactly what was coming oh, wow play, but that's you um, same for you Eric Carter.
10: Uh, i have to go ryan's a good one i didn't i because me and ryan were usually on the same team in the fall uh so i didn't really face him all that much but i i gotta go hoove just because he's short so his strike zone's smaller and he's mm. got the best hand-eye coordination mm. i've ever seen in my life wow. he's just up there like swatting balls out of the strike <laughs> zone it's it's crazy. Oh,
2: love to see Hoover in a two strike count just stay alive for like eight more pitches just like hack them off into the stands and out of play um carter you were you a captain for the purple gold did did you do some drafting i did did that cause animosity or
10: anything or uh no i uh i actually drafted i drafted hoover on my team i think he was my second pick so you weren't gonna have to face him that day no i got i think jc was my my first pick he went one one was on your team no, you were on Sailor. <laughs> oh. Okay. Why didn't you pick What Jones? team won, though? Uh-oh. Oh, if we're gonna we're going to go there?
11: Uh-oh. <laughs> I've never lost Purple Gold World Series. <laughs> Bryce, we wonder it, You wonder how we won it this past yeah, year? I, uh, how'd we you won move? it. I was in the third base coaching box. I was I was given, you know, the signs or whatever. And I gave Nick DeLisi, who was a freshman, I gave him, he was 3-0, bases loaded. I gave him a 3-0 take. The way that Purple Gold works is like, if you, it's a three-game series if you lose the first two games which they did which we did so we lost the series <laughs> but you win the third game by more runs than you gave up the uh, first two games so like if, if you lost 1-0 uh, to zero yeah. both games and you scored three runs on Sunday to win so you won, you won like 6-3 to three by uh. 3 deficit, then you won the series oh, so we we, we had given up like eight we, we had to score eight runs basically to win this game and it was like the ninth inning <laughs> and Nick DeLisi gave him 3-0 take and he swung at a pitch and hit like a, a ball over the first baseman's head and scored like four runs and we won jeez great coaching sour buddy. sour
9: feels a <laughs> <all
10: that.
11: Yeah, laughs> no, little that's... sour hey the winning
10: team Bobby got, yeah, got more wins y'all got
11: more team has to run a
2: mile don't they Ooh. we we did have to run a mile mm. there yeah. you go uh, speaking of offseason I, I forgot about this story Are you guys uh, scrimmage Virginia Mm-hmm. This year, we so did, you've yeah. seen We're them scrambling. a little and bit last
10: year too. Wow. We scrimmaged Clemson too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think we scrimmaged UVA like the past three years. Yeah, something like that. Because
2: and you played them in the regional last year, yeah, so you're yeah. familiar with those I think, guys. Uh,
10: Coach G and one of their assistants, one of their assistants coached here when Coach G was playing. Yeah,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach mm-hmm. Mack, I believe yeah. they call him. Mm-hmm. Um, how about Oklahoma Army? like we look at those guys or that's uh, not really our job. Yeah, I'm sure our co- I mean I know the coaches that have probably been digging in right now Oklahoma. AK will look at that for the next 72 hours and then give you all the info so how it is. works. He doesn't yeah. really even give us he kind of he'll give us like hey like you know the basic stuff. These guys like this is their tendencies
11: I like to see this as this is their approach but basically I, I feel like we, as a staff we just go out there and try and do our job and we don't really like you know try and pitch around too many guys we don't try and um You know, I I guess attack guys differently than we would anybody else. We just go out there and play our strengths, and I think we do a pretty good job of that. What's it like heading uh,
10: to a road regional? That's a little different for you guys. This is the first time I've ever done it in five years, so uh, it is a little weird. But I mean, it's pretty close, so I think Pirate Nation's going to show up pretty pretty good. It's going to be a good turnout, and uh, you know, I'm just I'm just excited we get to keep playing, and I think we got a got a good chance. Yes, sir.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie says, "What was the outcome of the Clemson scrimmage?" I think we split. We, split. we played
10: like two. It's, it's inning game. Or one four. So it was like it was like seven innings. Then it was like a, like a reset, and then another seven innings. Yeah. Um, and I think we lost the first one by a couple of runs, then won the second one by like four or five runs. There Same thing
2: with UVA. But I think we split against UVA. I Can't remember. So do you remember like when you fa- did you guys pitch? I against, against UVA UVA last uh, year in the fall and this year in the fall. All
11: right, so you know a few of their guys? Yeah, I'm actually really good buddies with uh, their first baseman, Ethan Anderson. He went to my high school, um, and uh, his first college at-bat last year, because he graduated early. He should've been a senior in high school. Graduated early, we went to UVA last year as a freshman, and his first at-bat off of me, which I I think was his first college at-bat because it was a scrimmage in the fall, Um, hit a ball off the scoreboard, so. Mm some little
2: friendly the competition loaded loaded there He yeah, has a grand <laughs> thanks yeah. for throwing that part in the car sure was let's get the facts straight here yeah, i didn't throw in a second inning so <laughs> uh how are you getting out of here josh oh i got my car back oh good yeah right. yeah oh, wonderful
11: yeah pay the guy 220 hours in cash and told him that he was unbelievable and uh
2: thanked him for taking my car away from me <laughs> you wait you, you, didn't, did you, park a lot? you didn't park out here did you just sure not, did. Oh no. Yeah, I'm to tell. You. <laughs> no, you're good. You're fine.
11: I mean, I should. I talk, I got the phone. With my dad before I came in here, and he was like, "You realize you just got ripped off, right? Like you can't just run around the tow truck and take cars and throw them in a lot." And I was like, "Yeah, I don't know really what I don't really want me to do." Right. Like, yeah, just, yeah. he's like. Well, I mean, I, I should do that. Just go buy a tow truck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Life lessons with Mr. Gross. a
9: pop you can probably yeah, make
2: that up pretty it up. quick. Yeah. yeah. Unreal go leafy. tow his car. Yeah. You get a truck, go I'll tow that guy. i tow truck.
10: Yeah. Tow the truck. <laughs> yes. That'll show. eating a sandwich. Serve return. Yeah, we're
2: sandwich. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, I like that you're loose, ready to go for this weekend. Uh, Good luck. I uh, appreciate you joining us all year long in the Delcor Players Lounge. Josh, uh, no more uh feeding folks on the yeah, field yeah i'm gonna sit at the no, rest next, the next there's a home run
11: celebration
10: we're just gonna tie his hands behind his back
11: <laughs> <and> <laughs> i gave sure someone an air it. sandwich yesterday today, just
10: like this <laughs> oh god you could do that in spite there's yeah. no prop man no well my hand is a prop
2: i guess <laughs> yeah. they'd probably try and <laughs> yeah. try and make it that way carter oh, uh appreciate it man good yeah. luck this weekend cool. and uh man. we'll talk to you guys down the road Sounds good. good. Uh, Thanks for having us. All right, Garrett Saylor is warming up. He will join us when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Got uh, Garrett and more with Bryce Williams. Uh, you guys hunt or fish or anything? Um, I like to fish. Yeah? You need to uh, talk to the guy over here. You, you, know, been, uh, so much. you ever been
11: ski shooting here? There's a really good ski uh, shooting range in Washington.
9: I've never been... I have like family land that I've gone to, but yeah. I've never done like the courses we just do at the
2: land. But yeah, I enjoy shooting some guns. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. Bryce and Josh shooting uh, skeet could be a good, good video. We can do it. All right, yeah, there good. you go. All right, thanks, fellas. We'll uh, take a time out. Come back. Garrett Sailor joins us after these words. Here
6: they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth, and they will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Rock.
2: Yeah, I think... Back with you. Hold on. You got... Well, let's have this conversation on the air. Bryce loves talking during the break and when we come back good, onto I'm the good. show. are
7: good. Below, i guess
2: we got bryce williams we got garrett sailor joining us in the pirate radio studios And i'll tell you what bryce uh, let's just pick up that conversation you were asking about summer ball right. and uh and how much these guys go and i think your last question to garrett there was you've been going 365 for baseball for how long so yeah, yeah garrett yeah. how long you've been doing this
12: yeah i started getting into baseball when i was about four Jeez. uh then got into travel ball when i was eight so man 365 since i was eight years old yeah
9: what's what is there any type of break like is a month, two weeks, no break um y- y- i mean you always got your winter break cuz it's okay. it's, t- it's
12: too cold to play outside so we'll have that winter break and then after the season each year you have you have a little bit of a, a break, a couple week break and then you get in the summer ball or Whew. in high school it's it's travel
2: ball so wow mm-hmm. so that is uh from four years old but from eight years old basically playing year-round did you just have your best pitching performance ever in all those years your last outing (laughs) i think so
12: that that's definitely um that's definitely my career long like ever like since i even started with uh innings pitch because i mean in high school you can only
2: you only go seven innings so so bryce how about this so east carolina they they're going through the tournament arms are getting tired they're using everybody and uh they need garrett to to go out there eat some innings he goes eight innings two hits one run six strikeouts Uh, just a a, a heroic effort and uh, you knew the situation garrett but did coach godwin aka talk to you before the game about we need you to to eat some innings here nah i mean the goal for it was just to get get
12: a start like go out there throw um throw one inning at a time like if i go back out i go back out but uh but I, I never thought it was going to go in uh, eight innings, and then they let me go back go back well, out for the ninth.
9: But. I guess my what I think. you know, I meant to ask one sort of these two guys. but We were on a different sides, which is good. I kind of saved it. Like, you know, in you know football, you know, you're you're in the zone, you're flowing, like catching the ball is just like it's like you're just not even thinking. Mm-hmm. It's just coming. In that situation, you know, or did you just feel like where are you focused on? Is it just sort of happening? You know, each pitch, or like how are you? feeling in that i guess you would say the zone but yeah, i was i was locked
12: in because yeah. um because it, w- it was an early morning game so and we had just played like a long game the day before um or like a couple of days before um so we, we were gonna do a show and go yeah. so no no batting practice for the game no in and out um so i was locked from the moment i woke up wow um and then it kind of just uh carried from there yeah um I, yeah i was just in the zone i had Had everything working for me that day.
9: Nothing's feeling. The arms aren't getting tired. You just, just, just doing it. Yeah,
12: I mean, it was like like that seventh inning where my arms started getting tired. Like I I could feel it. um, And then it was just like a, like a clock just switched my head.
9: Like I got to turn it on
12: now. So and I kept
2: going. 112 pitches. I was about to
9: ask. I was like, how many pitches is that at? (laughs) I mean, I I don't know if it's like I said. Baseball was my thing till about. Four and or uh, six, whatever. It <laughs> Garrett was. took
2: over when you retired right. for baseball. And uh,
9: you know, I'll fool around, and I'll, it's been a long time. But you know, throwing a baseball, you know, you're just I my hundred percent is y'all's sixty, whatever it is. <laughs> but like, you know, the shoulder, I'm like, my gosh, every time I do that, I'm like, how in the world do these guys throw, you know, 112 pitches, and that shoulder just not be, which I'm sure it is, but like that feeling I get, like it's going. Mm-hmm. Lot, you know, I'm going to tear some.
12: Yeah.
9: Um, I mean, how is that feeling? Like, what is it, pitchers, because I guess it's not all arms. You know, mm-hmm. what all goes into pitching, I guess you could say, as far as mechanics. You know, what's all involved, I guess you could yeah. say, you mm-hmm. know, with pitching? I mean, it's like, it's a constant
12: like thing throughout the week you just got to keep your arm in shape uh you got to throw as much as possible um definitely have some days off in between yeah um but like when you're out there it's like you're not really worried about how your arm feels it's kind of like an adrenaline rush um but i mean after after the outing i was pretty sore the next day right yeah it's just keeping your arm in shape whether that be long toss um doing whatever you got to do treatment Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel like I'm in the treatment room every single day. Right. Just uh, keep
9: my arm in shape. Which is good, which is those little things, too. Mm-hmm. Preventative maintenance. I'm sure if you were to miss the treatment room one day, you'd yeah. be like, daggum, I'm yeah, feeling I'd be, it. I'd be feeling it. Yeah. And then with, like, you know, the pitching, you know, it's not just your arm that's doing everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's what's all involved as far as, like, I mean, is it hips, core, yeah. I mean, it's it's every it's everything yeah, on your body. Everything.
12: You definitely have to have to have a tight core when you when you're pitching. Um, loose hips. Uh, yeah, work on hip mobility as much as possible. My hips are terrible. Right, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you got to keep those uh, loose throughout the week.
9: Right, well. I guess they're kind of looking like quarterback warm ups. You know that I you know that I maybe I'll do. You know they're doing all these little mm-hmm. slams, oh the uh, hips, Dak Prescott made like it famous. Dak I think. Prescott. Yeah. You know Brady. Just all that little mm-hmm. mess y'all do as throwers. Um, that's impressive
2: what's it like uh this week Garrett a, a day off yesterday and today what does that mean for you uh what did you do these last couple of days um
12: yesterday I took completely off from throwing uh got some treatment we uh we got a lift in um today we got a lit. our uh, guys lifted this morning I threw did uh, just a little light throw today um and then we went bowling today. Actually, yeah, oh,
2: that's right. So,
12: so I understand. Did you have to bowl left handed? Yes, I did.
2: You really did have <laughs> yeah, to. Wow,
12: I did, I did. and it, it actually was not like it, it was fun, but it, it my
2: arm's kind of sore now. Not, now your not, left arm yeah, sore?
12: Not, not used to using <laughs> the left arm.
9: <laughs> well, it's good
2: you didn't go right. Yeah. yeah, my goodness um Jamie's asking uh, do you feel any effects from the injury earlier this season we talked your other awesome outing was against Campbell and, and you had to leave that one early unfortunately but how is that going for you right now yeah
12: I mean I feel great I feel like uh new um I definitely have to do some extra stretching back there
2: um, with my hips and stuff but other than that like it's been feeling pretty good you getting into the yoga or any of that stuff or no I don't I don't do any that <laughs> <laughs> okay no yeah how about you Bryce? Mm,
9: for not
2: not that's, enough. Your limbs there. are too big, probably, for yeah, yoga. I've oh. done
9: it here and there, but nothing like, I just do a normal. Little, a little boring for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just I just do straight. Now, hot yoga is just not comfortable anyway. I'd, I'd rather just stretch. Have you, ever, have you ever heard of goat yoga? Like, that's a thing. I, actually, I saw it on Instagram. <laughs> that's a thing. It's,
2: yeah. It is what it sounds like, right? Are there goats involved? Yeah,
12: uh, the, yeah. I mean, it's just like goats just like walking around they'll, they'll walk on your back like
2: while you're doing it it's kind of it's kind of weird Chandler was telling me about a Tijuana goat show he went to <laughs> I feel like Chandler would do goat yoga I totally want to do it Is Shirley's in for
6: goat yoga uh, they also do puppy yoga okay puppy yoga. yeah with little puppies I think I'd do that yeah, yeah that would say. be cool
2: Bryce we could pick would you do piggy yoga Bryce Get some pigs, little piglets, right? Maybe now. little piglets. Yeah. Piglets? Not like hog yoga. pig, Little piglet. Hog <laughs> yoga. <laughs> yeah, i do a right. little pig yoga. Yeah. That'd be fun. All right. Uh, we got Bryce Williams. We got Garrett Saylor here, East Carolina, getting ready for the Charlottesville Regional. And, uh, I, but I meant to bring this up earlier, Garrett. Your performance reminded me, and I think you were on this team, 2019, Jake Agnos against State yes, in the regional. I was. Uh, where it was a bit of a same situation. Uh, you guys needed to save arms. You needed to win to advance and survive. And um, so you were, what were you, in the bullpen in the dugout that game?
12: Um, probably in the dugout Yeah, game. I was a freshman, so...
2: Um... It's just kind of neat that uh, you were there as a freshman and then you had your almost the same performance. I, I posted the numbers on Twitter. It was almost identical, the, the lines you guys had. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, Jake Jake pitched, pitched really good that
12: game and we needed it because we had lost the first game um, and then ended up coming back and winning that
2: regional. So you are used to playing regionals at Clark LeClaire. What's going to be like uh, heading away from home for one? I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be different. I'm excited. Yeah. Um,
12: but yeah i I think anywhere we go, uh, we're gonna have a lot of fans yep so it's uh and they're gonna make it to be like a home atmosphere. you're gonna definitely hear the purple gold chants there we go. uh, in Charlottesville um, it seems like every literally everywhere we go there's purple gold yeah. chant somewhere um and that's awesome.
2: Somebody asked about uh, of course the Vandy Whistler was a thing. How about the Tampa Whistler?
12: I don't I didn't hear it okay like I I, I mean I wasn't playing that game either, and I just I didn't hear it, but I, I heard it was a big fuss on social media.
2: All right. Johnny is our stats guy. This is good. He's got uh, Johnny Robertson, always has some good stats for us. The stats to consider. And hopefully, maybe Cliff, you can bring this back to Cliff Garrett. Uh, in the past three seasons, Garrett is unhittable on Saturdays. In 18 appearances, he is 6 0, two saves, ERA of 169, a whip of 0.89, has never allowed more than four base runners now johnny that is that true does that sound true to you i don't know are you I, mr saturday I, I think i just need to pitch on saturday <laughs> yeah. don't
9: let me pitch any other
2: day carol no. warm
9: up wait yeah. what day is it yeah yeah yeah, nah. do yeah. yeah. now what is a whip that threw me
2: off. walk hits per innings pitched. innings pitched mm-hmm. you want that whip low mm-hmm. yeah how's your whip but getting I, lower, <laughs> yeah, I can't. <laughs> getting lower by the day. Uh, amazing numbers there on Saturdays. Uh, great stat, Johnny. If it's true, you know what I'm gonna say. It's true, Johnny. On the spot, yeah. yes, sir. Uh, how about uh, Garrett? When are you gonna throw this weekend? Is, have you talked about that yet? No, nah, I'm no. Nah, we haven't talked about it. Um, I'm assuming I'll be ready to go on Friday if you yeah.
12: need me. Um, but if if I get if I get the chance to start, I'll start. And um, but. I'll just go in anytime they need me to go in.
2: I, just, I thought it was awesome that we see Trey Savage, kind of the the big starter guy. He has to come in and relief and and help you guys. Garrett's been so good out of the bullpen. You have to start to help the team. Like right now, it's whatever necessary, right? Yeah,
12: yeah, and it's awesome that we have like guys like that that can go into any role in any situation. Um, and our pitching staff is so deep this year that like any guy can do that. Um, it definitely wasn't the plan this week to have Trey go five innings out of the bullpen. Um, it was just plan to just go one and then start that, that first game. Um, but, uh,
2: yeah, we, we've got the pitching staff for it. Gary, we, we talked to you and then i don't i don't really know you outside of here and but you seem to be a mild-mannered mm-hmm. pretty type of guy sure. you uh show some emotion at times on the yeah. coming off the mound we like that um uh, nothing like landon ginn that guy's a wild man goodness gracious yeah. like he's yeah. Yeah. he was a little
12: scary I've, I've made it like those videos is his arm links are like it they're small so it looks I told him he looks like a T Rex.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Last year it was Terwilliger. This year it's again the guys who have that energy, I yes. guess, coming off. Yeah. Uh but you you show a you, I like uh, your emotion when you come in after a strikeout to end the inning.
12: Yeah, I mean you, you get that big strikeout. I think I have the emotion in the seventh inning, like I'm I'm getting I'm getting tired. I get that big strikeout to end the inning and it's just it just comes over me, and I just let it out. There we go.
2: All right, uh, you got a question. We're going to let Garrett go here in a moment. Uh, Jacob Hoover says, gee, baby, I love you, stud. That is uh,
12: Lane Hoover's brother. Okay. Love you too, Jacob.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, what a great family. And uh, I did meet your mom uh, recently, a uh, nice lady. And uh, the, the whole pirate family is cool. And uh, I guess it was um, – I'm trying to think who tweeted it now. Maybe it was – I don't remember who it was, but I believe it, they said it was Palumbo's kids and maybe Kevin Young's kids who were <laughs> yeah. behind the uh, the you know the catcher behind the fence cheering yeah. and yeah they were holding up the no quarter flag yeah, yeah and uh, you know cool. that that adds a little jolt to
12: you right when you see yeah. stuff like that oh, yeah. yeah it's always it's always nice uh, having like to, having them behind us I I mean because they're they're growing up and looking at us and it's it is awesome for them i know when i was when i was their age i would look up to those older guys
2: um but yeah it's a cool experience that they have to be around us uh jamie is obsessed with this he he really wants landing he's worried about landing again speeding up he said can garrett speed Gin up we had that uh what pitch clock violation yeah yeah we had the pitch clock violation he he I think
12: this past week he had three of them in the same week, um, but he he's got like this whole routine that takes him longer than it's supposed to. But that that one that um, made it bases loaded, like we're, we're everybody's watching the clock and. He's just up there, like holding the baseball, about to th- like the whole dugout is yelling, "Throw the ball!" Throw the ball. <laughs> um, and he he gets the pitchcock violation. It didn't hurt us, but
2: yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. something you gotta. I mean, it's part of the game now, yeah. right? So, and then Godwin was really upset about the wide lunsford shinkman one. Mm-hmm. Was that a? Did you see what happened yeah, on that? Um, was that just the a, clock was never on? Okay, So the
12: umpires just like I guess they weren't paying attention that whole at bat, um, and. And Wyatt Wyatt does good uh, with working quick. He, like he works fast, gets the ball, and goes. So like he sh- he never has pitch clock violations. Um, and the umpire I guess saw the clock was run down and um, called called it. But the clock had never started. Yeah, it never came on because there was there was like three parts at the field that had the clock, um, and it just never came on
2: garrett sailor joining us uh we'll let you run garrett are you into uh are you an outdoorsman hunting fishing any of that no no bryce not you're gonna no. have to teach these well teach myself first and yeah. then these guys as well how to sure. get out there more than Mary. do some things catch some fish now what do we got chandler so
5: we, we just had johnny robinson come in that's the official Saturday stat.
2: <laughs> 22 and 23 on that Saturday. That was who just came in? <laughs> yeah. He's got it written down. All right. Johnny Robinson just came in. Show this to Cliff and AK and say, these are my yes. Saturday numbers. <laughs> Garrett Saylor. This is from when? Um, like dating back?
5: The 21 and then their 22 season. And oh, okay, I see it now. On. Wow.
2: Mr. Saturday, Garrett Sailor. Give him the I guess ball so. on Saturday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's pretty cool. Saturdays are for the sailors. Yeah. yeah. Man. That's pretty cool. Uh, I don't know what you do with that maybe frame it I, yeah, autograph no, I'll, it I'll, I'll definitely look at it <laughs> I'll <laughs> yeah, keep it yeah wow. keep it under your pillow yeah. I don't know uh, Garrett uh, awesome job man I'm so glad you you got to and it wasn't your last performance we're gonna see more but to have your final conference tournament game go that way that's, yeah. that's pretty awesome mm-hmm. yeah so, I'm, yeah it was a cool experience uh, I hate that uh, we couldn't win it but um, we
12: gave it a good shot uh, and we're looking forward to for this weekend.
2: Awesome stuff. uh Good luck, man. And uh, we'll talk to you again down the road. Appreciate it. All right, Thanks. Garrett sailor We need to, we got to go piratey Outdoors with Bryce. We need to make somebody a winner too, Shirley. And I know we're off a break or two. A long booty, 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 booty yeah. everywhere. Booty,
6: booty, 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 booty
2: everywhere. I'm about ready to go home and go to bed. I bet you are. I I, before
12: I came here,
6: I was taking a nap
2: <laughs> I need to take a sailor nap. All right, 317 1250. Uh, Shirley, what are we giving away?
6: How about a pair of tickets to a Down East Wood Ducks baseball game?
2: All right, go see some Woodies baseball on us. What number, caller? 12. Caller 12, 317-1250. We'll wrap it up with Bryce Williams after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates. And proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. And they're open in Winterville next to Sam's Club. Or you can go online at QualityEquip.com to find the location location near you and congratulations to kenny jenkins of winterville got a pair of tickets to a down east wood ducks baseball game get your same uh, single game tickets and check out all the fun promotions planned this season right now at WoodDucksBaseball.com. now let's head back in to prl here's clip
2: thank you to garrett sailor carter spivey and josh Groves for joining us on the delcor players lounge starting to get a little hot out there a little more heat so get your ac running right with the service professionals at delcor 321-8868 or you can go online delcorinc.com that's delcorinc.com the service professionals will take care of you and uh bryce uh great guys easy to talk yeah. to easy to root for and uh yeah. glad you were a part of that today That was yeah. fun
9: yeah my stuff enjoyed it um, you know i'm not obviously around baseball, you know, rarely at all, but uh, it was cool to, you know, get around those guys and, and hear the little baseball lingo, gassed, was a, the term that they seemed to use yeah. a few times referring to pitching and stuff. But, uh, yeah, they were great guys, and uh, I was glad to uh, sit down with them.
2: All right, uh, next time we're going to have them ask you football questions. We're going to turn the tables. There we go. But right now, we're going to find out what you've been up to on the water as uh, we go pirate radio outdoors to wrap up today's edition of pirate radio live so Bryce you got any fishing updates we, for us
9: well we um, have been dealing with a lot of water stuff you know we're spent pretty much all last week getting the boats ready for a memorial an expected sunny boating Memorial Day weekend um, so we, you know did a lot of you know service getting things right cleaning maintenance on the boats um, and finally with some weather break um I was able to get on the water yesterday with Jake, and uh, we were at Cobia Fishing, didn't have any problem. You know, I haven't thrown the, uh, the 10-foot cast net in about a year. So I was like, man, I got to start practicing, I'll a little bit, and sure enough, the opportunity came and pancaked her right over a daggum school of menhaden and floated the net pretty much. So we, you know, bait was secured, so we went out. Um, went out looking for some uh, cobia and, you know, we're dead baiting and um, we hooked up on one and unfortunately somehow, after about a minute and a half, two minutes of that fish, you know, running and pulling drag just all of a sudden went loose and somehow a nine alt circle hook did not hook him so unfortunately, we got skunked as far as the um, catching goes, but uh, it was, you know, nice to be out there and Especially you have the sun and everything. So
2: Well a question, Bryce, does the milder, the cooler spring that we've had and and late May like does it affect fishing at all? Whether it get um, better or worse when it heats I up. Think what? As far
9: as like water temperatures and stuff, the definitely fish come through and do their thing, you know, depending on, you know, water temperatures for sure. So it can play a um, a role in maybe how active the fish are. Um, most definitely
2: uh, Eric says Bryce in your opinion have the modern advancements in defensive ammo leveled the playing field for 9mm versus 40 and 45
9: Um, I would say you know with all the uh, upgrades they've done with ammo these over the past few years I would most definitely say so and either way you get shot by I don't want to get shot by anything whether it was a 22 but yeah I would say it's Pretty much I would think, you know, even even the playing field, maybe not so much uh umph behind it um with a nine as you would with a forty, but yeah.
2: Bryce Williams joining us, co host today on the show, asking some great questions to the baseball guys. It'll be ECU in Oklahoma Friday, seven o'clock on ESPN two, Bryce. Friday, seven o'clock. Yeah, you know we should do we should what's well yeah. what are you doing Friday? I don't really Well Anna that. let you hang out with us they might we're, they might we're gonna be here they might. <laughs> she might. might we're gonna be here mm-hmm. if you wanna hang out with us eat some tiebreakers and watch a ball game
9: what time's the game 7 o'clock that doesn't sound like a bad idea
2: just I mean, run it by I Anna run, run it by, by the yourself one. then run it by Anna yeah and and see. run it by your dogs okay I mean I
9: haven't sat down and watched an EC baseball like a full EC baseball game so this is not? the time this, this is the time this the first one right Friday
2: that'll be the first game of the tournament hmm
9: I might have to be something new there.
2: All right. I'm going to text you. Can you, uh,
9: they're cold snacks. Is that able to
2: be? BYO cold snacks. Yeah. But if you come, I might have some for you. Uh, If that's uh, what, if that's (laughs) what will push you over the edge, then you'll have some waiting for you. I'll drink some with you, Bryce. All right. Uh, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. See y'all Wednesday, three o'clock, all new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Jeff Charles, take us
1: home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina.